Want to go see your favorite college or pro team? Go to TickSplits. TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. Use promo code WAR and save 5% off on all purchases at TickSplits.com or on the TickSplits app. That's promo code WAR, W-A-R-R, for 5% off on great seats to all of your favorite events. Remember, TickSplits provides you with the same great seats, but without the service fees. That's TickSplits, T-I-X-V-L-I-T-Z.com. Visit today. Welcome to another Monday edition, the President's Day edition of Second City Sports. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee, which is she. I am Cindy Brown. Hey, that's me. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80. That's S I D K I D A zero. That's S I D K I D A zero. You follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Kino's Corbicky on the IG. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app wherever you get your apps. You want to know why? Because we said so, that's why. And also, too, we also have our other five uh, five live shows that are streaming on that app as well. If you happen to miss it, you can go back and watch them and listen to them at your own leisure. Make sure you download that Sports Zone Chicago app today. Also on Sports Zone Chicago, you can follow them on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Sports Zone Chicago. Once again, at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, Sports Zone Chicago. If you want to catch the audio version of, of this program, Second City Sports, you can do so by subscribing to War on Anger. We are available on all podcast platforms, including the iHeartRadio app. Make sure you type in those search engine boxes on those podcast platforms, W-A-R-R on Anchor. And you, you can go to War Media on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Once again, at War Media, W-A-R-R Media on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. We don't unapologetically fun, and we have very definite opinions. If you have a question or comment for us doing our two-hour extravaganza, you can do so by going to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago's oh, Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube. Type in your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. But if you decide to troll and or do something stupid, Lakina will give you the Cole Anthony boot, Timberland will, boot. Well, I don't like Timberland. So, I don't like Timberland, so I'm not a big fan of so, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll do it with my old, like, old fashioned, like, Nikes, you know, just some Nike sneaks. So just, you know, I'll kick you guys out. I'll give you the boot. Bye bye. <laughs> I love when I say that. <laughs> Lakina, we're coming off the 71st annual NBA All Star game, which took place in Cleveland last night. Team LeBron James defeated Team Durant by the score of 163 to 160. Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors was your MVP. He scored 50 points. He becomes the second player in NBA history to score 50 points in an all-star game. Anthony Davis was the first back in 2017 in that sham of a game in New Orleans in 2017, which was awful, but we won't get into that. But mm -hmm. Curry last night scored 50 points off of 17 to 30 shooting, including 6 of 27 for three-point range, and he had a monstrous third quarter, which I, in my opinion, clinched the MVP award for him in 36 minutes of action. The Greek freak Giannis Antetokounmpo, who won last year's MVP in another sham of an all-star game in Atlanta, he mm -hmm. scored 30 points off of 15 to 21 shooting. LeBron James, the kid from Akron, 
in 36 minutes of action. I'm surprised he played that many minutes in this all-star game, given his know, uh, knee injury yeah. right now. But yeah. he scored 24 points off of 11 to 24 shooting. Uh, Nikolai Jokic had 10 points. DeMar DeRozan, yes, uh, the starter for Team LeBron from the Chicago Bulls, in 27 minutes of action, he had 10 points. Jimmy Butler, a former Chicago Bull, now with the Heat, he had two points in nine minutes of action. Jerry Allen, my guy from Cleveland, he had 10 points in 24 minutes to go along with his nine rebounds. Chris Paul, which, which we'll talk about in a minute, in two minutes of action, he did not score a point. Luka Dantich had eight points. Darius Garland, another Cleveland Cavalier All-Star, in 24 minutes of action, he had 13 points. Fred Fred Fleet, uh, the... I don't want to say hometown favorite from, from Chicago, but he, he's from Rockville, Illinois, down uh, next door to Chicago, rather. He has six points in nine minutes of action. On the flip side for Team Durant, Jason Tatum from the Boston Celtics had eight points. Joel Embiid had 36 points in 31 minutes of action. Trey Young for the Atlanta Hawks had 13 points, including three and nine shooting from downtown. John Morant had a couple of 360 dunks, had six points in total and off the bench for team Durant, Devin Booker in 30 minutes of action had 20 points. Lamella ball from the Charlotte Hornets had 18 points. The, the Deontay Murray, uh, who was the last minute replacement from the San Antonio Spurs had 17 points. Lakina, what did you think about the uh, last night's all-star game in which telecast did you consume the most? The traditional one on TNT or TBS? I, I switched back and forth from the, uh, the okay. traditional into the uh, to the, uh, the Manning cast style one that they did with e, with the inside of the NBA crew, EJ and Charles and Kenny and Shaq. And, you know, of course, they had Draymond mm -hmm. there. He was, you know, couldn't play, but, you know, they had him on a sort of like you know, a view from the uh, the sidelines there. And, and look, look, I mean, it, I think they also can kind of save the, the, the weekend, I mm -hmm. feel like, because – you know, that the whole star, you know, we'll get into the whole thing, but the skills competition was just blah. And, you know, I don't know who thought that, who thought changing it up was a good idea. Hey, let's, hey, you know what? Let, let's get uh your three top players from Cleveland. And then you have your three top rookies. And then let's get Giannis and his brothers. Okay. And then they kind of <laughs> changed the way they, they changed sort of like the format a little bit. So it went longer than it should have. And then they had the, the three point, I think was the best. It's easy, the best one among the, the all-star Saturday, Saturday night is a uh, festivity, of course. Carl Anthony Towns ended up winning, ended up winning that. Of course, you know, Zach, you know, unfortunately, you know, he got, you know, canned. He didn't have, I think he was probably like 14 or 15 points. And, mm -hmm. you know, he got knocked down in the first round. But look, Carl Anthony Towns sort of put on a show and, you know, he, he, broke, a, he broke the record for the three-point shooting competition and ended up winning that one. And then the whole thing with the dunk contest, I it was just terrible. <laughs> it was torture. You knew it was bad when Cole Anthony decided to wear Timberlands. And if you're Orlando, you're probably thinking to yourself, like, oh, good grief. Like, I hope he doesn't, like, break his ankles or pass. Somebody, somebody said, like, plantar fasciitis, you know, things like that. <laughs> you know, something from that for the rest of the season because of that. And, you know, guys were missing dunks. And of course, Obi Toplin, you know, kind of won by default because yeah. – you know, because he was the only one that actually made a dunk. And I think what Shaq's look, I know, I know Shaq's kind of, it became like a meme, you know, Shaq's kind of went viral with the look. And I think he his look kind of think, spoke for all of us. So it, the whole thing was just terrible. And, of course, the game, I think, saved it. The whole, it was a really a, a really nicely produced, it was a really very nicely produced uh, game from yesterday. You know, they had the 75, you know, team, you know, that was, we'll talk about that too in a little bit, mm. but. You know, it was it was all set up. I mean, I think what Curry had like, like 18 threes or something like that. You know, breaking the record there, and of course LeBron ended it. You know, 
and it, you know, because 162 was the the point that they had to do, you know, and you know, of course, you know, LeBron shoot a, a three point jumper to help in that. You know, there was great scoring all around. I know that Zach played a little bit longer than I think any of us thought. So I think mm-hmm. you know, and, and, they, and they have like a few days off too before they they'll play again until Friday. The Bulls do so. You gotta think, okay, you let them rest for a few days, fine. Um, you know, I, I it was I thought you know the Manning cast, the Manning style cast was better. Although I think Dwayne Wade, I think saved the traditional broadcast. I feel like, but yeah, I think all around it was a it was a pretty you know this, this like I said the, the parts for Sunday I think saved a lot of it, but. Yeah, the, the whole thing was just, you know, we, we we talked about a few weeks ago, Sid, with the Pro Bowl and how bad that was. They're going to have to change it up a little bit for the All-Star Saturday night and that whole weekend. It's just they're going to have to kind of change it. But, again, we'll talk about that in a second. But I think Sunday was definitely the best part about the whole weekend. But, you know, what, what do you think? I'll start with the Sunday game first. So of course, uh, I watched the entire um, Manning cast on TBS. Uh, of course, uh, the inside the NBA crew, Ernie Johnson, Kenny, the Jet Smith, Charles Barkley, and Shaq. They were good. Draymond Green, as uh, Ernie Johnson said at the beginning of the broadcast, he dressed like he was one of the spinners as an R&B group from the <laughs> 60s and 70s with most of you younger folks uh, and listeners uh, to our show. But uh, Draymond Green is clearly setting up for his next career when Charles Barkley, the uh, decides to finally hang it up as far as broadcasting. Draymond Green is going to take that spot. He's already working for Colin Cowherd of FS1 and Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Colin Cowherd has his own podcast company called The Volume, so Draymond Green has his own show on there. And so Draymond is definitely setting himself up for a post-career, which is very smart of him to do. He's not the first one to do it. He's not the last one to do it, but he's the uh, latest current athlete to do it. But uh, I enjoyed that uh, inside the NBA telecast on TBS. Uh, it was one comment that, that um, they were talking about the 75 greatest uh, players that were honored at halftime. But this is during the first half. And they were bringing up the Kimba Mutombo. I believe yeah. it was Kenny the Jess Smith or Charles Barkley said uh, Draymond was uh, to, to the extent of uh, there was comparing him to the Kimba Mutombo. They were talking about the Kimba Mutombo. Then they brought up Rudy Gobert, who I believe at the time just made a dunk. And Draymond Green, uh, you could tell he was annoyed by this mm-hmm. comment. I don't know if you oh, caught yeah. it. He's like, "Don't compare. I thought you would compare me to Mutombo. Don't you dare compare me to <laughs> to Rudy Gobert. You know, Golden State and." Utah yeah. men in the playoffs a couple of times a few years ago. He's like, don't you dare compare me to <laughs> to Rudy Gobert. But uh, you could tell he was uh, he was annoyed, but he was kind of having fun with it at the same time. But uh, I enjoyed that um, that uh, TBS Manny style cast last night. As long as you make it interesting, and and you have it, uh, not issues, but you have uh, just being yourself. You have interesting people to talk to. These kind of telecasts will work. Will the NBA do this going forward in terms of the playoffs? I doubt it. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad idea, but for an all-star game, it's a great idea. Yeah, I don't think because don't it's think, an exhibition. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do it for the playoffs. I don't think they want to have anything. You know, someone says something and it kind of deters from the playoffs and the games themselves. So I doubt you're going to see it in the playoffs. I, I don't think they may want to do that, but mm-hmm. I can see probably see them maybe doing this regularly. You know, for the all-star game, I think because people need to kind of like. Things kind of like, you know, punch it up and kind of like, you know, jazz up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I think they'll probably do that going forward. But, you know, it's sort of one of those things where you kind of have, you got to keep people interested. It's the first Sunday without football and people need something, you know, some type of entertainment, some type of, you know, kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, sort of, you know, pizzazz that'll kind of, you know, get people to, to watch and tune in and listen. And I think this was a great alternative to it. I mean, I, I think 
I kind of feel as though, like, you know, unlike the Manicast, it's, it's on site because you get annoyed. You kind of get annoyed with it because, you know, the signals and everything, you know, delayed, mm-hmm. you know, reactions and stuff like that. So that kind of annoys me. At least at least in this case, you're, everyone's there so that you can kind of talk to people and it kind of seems more natural and such. So, you know, I, I don't mind that. And I think they'll probably do this going forward, especially. Well, we'll see what the rays are. They won't come out till like later on. But I, well, I want to see what the rays are because I think, yeah, I think I'm sure it rated pretty well especially the way they were promoting it. And as far as, you know, the whole thing and, you know, everything else and, you know, as, you know, Seth Curry, I think, I think he just hit another three, two, I think, as we were, as we were talking about this, but, <laughs> you know, the, uh, the reaction with uh, D Wade and, uh, and, and AI, as he, I mean, there was somebody else, I forgot who it was, but shoot, but yeah, it was like a photo of them, you know, as he was, as he broke the record and that was a really cool uh, moment there. So, yeah, again, it, it was like I said before. I think the game kind of saved the whole weekend because even the even the uh, the celebrity game was sort of boring. It just makes you wish for the old the old rock and jocks from MTV from back in the day. So mm-hmm. I think that oh, that was Reggie Miller, of course. That was you know he and D Way were doing the game together with Kevin Harlan, and they kind of you know you know Key Harlan kind of you know kind of went away for a little bit and kind of let you know D Way and Reggie kind of do their thing. So with AI mm-hmm. and they, you know as they reacting to that three pointer that you know Steph was breaking the record, but yeah, and that's sort of one of those things you're kind of like, uh, you know what, you got, it got to jazz up a little bit because everybody, especially after what happened with the Pro Bowl a couple of weeks ago, I, I think people need something to kind of, you know, okay, make us want to watch these all-star games, these exhibition games. So I think this is sort of a nice way to do it, a nice alternative to it too. So it was a, it ended up being an okay weekend. Like I, like I said before, I think Sunday kind of saved it for everybody. Mm-hmm. But I think the stuff leading up to it was kind of, ugh, it can kind of go without, but but I, I thought it was a really solid all-star game. Also, just do the whole production with the 75. We'll get to that in a second. But it was it was actually pretty solid. You listen to Sega City Sports on a Monday edition, a special President's Day edition of Sega City Sports. We're live in the 11 color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Sid Lakina here with you discussing the NBA All-Star Weekend 2022 from Cleveland. What would you change about All-Star Saturday? Would you keep the same format for the actual All-Star game? Would you change it back to the old East and West? You can place your questions or comments in the comment section on Sports on Chicago's Facebook page or Sports on Chicago on YouTube. Place your questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let me give my thoughts on All-Star Saturday night. It was okay. Like I said, it was dragging. Like I said, they really didn't need to change up the skills competition they really didn't need to do that i think that took longer than anything really did you really have to tinker with that mm-hmm. i get the which used to be the rookie game 20 years ago now it's a rising stars challenge i got why they did that i didn't have any problem with that but did you really have to change up the skills challenge really i'll leave it at that but uh the slam dunk i was very disappointed we talked about this on our last episode on friday lakina Opie mm-hmm. Toppin, who played at Dayton, which is in the uh, state of Ohio, obviously. He was the most recognizable name that I saw on that list. Uh, of course, Cole Anthony. Of course, remember uh, watching his father play. I know he's still doing some broadcasting here and there. But you really didn't see any, any big names, and I agree with our panelists, including Terrence Tomlin, friend of the show, uh, from the bigs. Uh, he said, you know, you can get some bigger names into that slam dunk contest. Most of those uh, players for the last several years – Mm-hmm. Maybe with the exception of Donovan Mitchell, who ended up winning in 2017, no, 2018 Los Angeles. Yeah, uh, not even no uh, big names participating in a dunk contest. And that, yeah, I think that's one thing you'll have to fix. You have to entice those bigger names to uh, get into the contest. 
what's the bigger prize pool? Uh, what's the incentive? You had to get the bigger names in the dunk contest. Also, too, Lakina, remember they tried this a couple of times in the 90s, and then they brought it back a de decade ago, and then they let it go. I'm talking about, the when, of course, Nate Robinson back in 06. He took about 20 chances yes, to 20 make chances, one dunk. Yep. And remember, yeah. the next couple of years, they added the clock. Yep. And remember, and they did this a couple of times too. back in the 90s. They yeah. need to add the clock back because you notice it made those players uh, attempt their dunks with, with urgency, and it made them uh, use their creativity and not screw around. They should bring the clock back. They had what? two minutes to make three dunks. Yeah, well, yeah, I think that I think the clock thing was kind of annoying. I would just say if you're gonna do the clock thing, you know, let's, let's just put a minimum on it. Maybe like have five five attempts minimum. If you're not gonna, if they don't, you know, make it at the fifth attempt, then you know either it doesn't count or you have to, you know, do something. Now the clock thing was sort of annoying. So I think I think that's why people, I think they want, I think that's why they ventured away from that because viewers felt that the clock, you know, the shot clock, you know, doing that was kind of annoying. I would say cut down on the attempts, maybe have like five attempts or something like that. So because after the, after the third or fourth attempt, you, you know what you're doing. So I would say maybe just do it that way and just, you know, give, just say, hey, five attempts, that's all you're going to get, you know, be creative. So and I would say maybe put it like in the middle. If you want to do the skills competition first, fine. You know, put the dunk contest in the middle and then perhaps maybe at the end do the three point because that's sort of like people, you know, the guys are shooting more threes than anything. People want to be like Steph Curry and shoot threes from like Akron or some or Dayton or something like that. So, you know, maybe you have more emphasis on that and probably have maybe making the three point contest be kind of like, cause that's sort of now the more marquee event now. So I would say maybe just do it that way. You know, go back to the old way of the skills competition. Cause that whole thing, I, I, I don't know whoever you know, pitched that was, were they high or were they, you know, I, I just kind of just feel like, you know, who, who thought there was no need to change it. I would say maybe perhaps mm -hmm. maybe have like less teams do like a race kind of thing where, you know, you do the skills thing, and then maybe have like, just do what they did before. Don't, don't F around with the, with the formula as they say. So, and like I said before, and you know, the whole thing was just sort of, you know, it dragged and I, I was, it was just white noise. I kind of just kept it in the background as I was turning back and forth from some of the hoops games I was watching too. We'll get to that later on in the show, but that, that's really all I did with that. Yeah, I do agree with you, obviously, with the skills competition. It should change it back to when they had individual players doing it and competing. They had like four or five players uh, competing against each other, and they should keep it in that way. Now, I had to disagree with you on the dunk contest. There's still the marquee event of All-Star Saturday, but you got to get the bigger names in there. And they got to start making their dunks, and the anger goes towards Cole Anthony and Jalen Green. I, think, I thought both those guys had – great dunks but they just kept missing and missing and if, i guarantee you, if you had a clock on them they would have more urgency to make their dunks instead of taking that sweet ass time taking things for granted i get there's an entertainment aspect to it as well but you gotta go out there and make your dunks you could do all this showboating stuff later just make the dunks that's all stop lollygagging around well that's why i would say like do the attempts thing you know have like you know give them five attempts to do it and if not it doesn't count so you know, that way they'll give them more urgency to do it by the, if you get to the third or fourth attempt. So I don't know, but yeah, if you want to put the clock on there, but like the latter two, if you get to the third or fourth, they can put a clock on there. But I think right now, I think you're kind of just, you know, rushing and the quality isn't there. And and look, I would say maybe, okay, at, if you want to get the big names to, you know, to do the dunk contest, add some incentives, you know, have like a mm -hmm. $50,000 in the pot or do like they did when and one was at the, at the height of his popularity. Dude, maybe put like some money in center court and then look, you win this money if you make Okay, do like or do it like horse, you know, maybe, you know, some guy makes a dunk and then, you know, the other guys, whoever, you know, three or four of the guys that are, 
you know, part of the contest, you'll have them match it and do it kind of like that way to kind of sort of jazz up a bit. That's not a bad idea. The the difficult the creativity of the dunk. I know some people say the creativity is gone. I I'm 50-50 on that. If the dunk is creative, you put more more money in the pot for, for the yep. winner. You could do have something it, like that. I yeah, agree with that. Yeah, have it yeah. grow and yeah. grow. And you know, if you know, you'll maybe put like five thousand or a thousand hover and you know, whoever wins it, they can give it that to their, you know, their favorite charity or whatever. Just mm -hmm. you'll get some incentive. Maybe you'll get some of the big names to come. So cause I think LeBron look, I feel like LeBron should have done it at least once. I think yeah. you know, Steph, I, I know he's not a dunker, but I think he probably should have done it at least once. So when I just I just feel kind of like, okay, you know, let let's Let's try to jazz this up a little bit. Make it a marquee event. And look, it's going to be in Utah next year. So uh, good luck with that. I like the music of it. You know, you had Earth, Wind & Fire. Look, look, any excuse to have Earth, Wind & Fire playing your halftime show is more than okay with me. So, hey, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm always down with that. So, yeah, R.I.P. Maurice White. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. One of the founding members of that group. But, you know, Brunel's still around. So I, I love him. He's, you know, he was still, he was jamming all along last night. But it's definitely, of course, you had Mary J too. I, I guess Mary J is going to be, uh, Mary J Blatt is going to be vying for do all the halftime shows this year for all well, She broke now. So, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. They, we might, we that's might a whole nother issue. But, you yeah, know. that's a, that, uh, you, you had to Google that, folks. But, yeah, I, I'm sure yeah. it's going to be playing the final four in a few, in a, like about a month. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not look. I look. I love you, Mary J. But I look. I right. don't blame you. But uh, yeah. It's sort of like before. I know we're up against it, but because we had a good the NBA 75 uh, mm -hmm. uh, 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 thing they had last night during the halftime. But yeah, I think he's just got he's got to jazz up a little bit. Have people, you know, give folks incentive for having his top stars to play. You know, do like a rock and jock type of thing, or you know, the whole family feud sort of thing with uh Steph, uh, Steph and uh, Aisha, and uh, who was the rapper? I forgot who the rapper was and his wife. Uh, shoot, I forgot. I would say like, do like a family feud kind of thing where have like the rookies and the and the uh the veterans, you know, they play each other, have somebody hosted, and just do it that way if you want to kind of jazz up a little bit. And that might actually get people interested. We'll have more on our review of All-Star Weekend uh, on the other side. And plus, we'll get into the 75th anniversary halftime ceremony. And we'll get into our look at the uh, preview of the second half of the season for your Chicago Bulls. This is the Monday edition, the President's Day edition of Second City Sports. We're live and in living color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash, powered by the Score app on 1330 and 95.9, Sports Zone, Chicago. Men's basketball this weekend, 12th-ranked Illinois, won at number 19, Michigan State, 79-74. Jacob Grandison with 24 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. The Illini now 19-7 on the year and 12-4. In the Big Ten, Northwestern lost at Minnesota 77-60. Pete Nance with 18 points in the loss as the Wildcats dropped to 5-11 in the Big Ten, 12-13 overall. The Blackhawks fell to the Florida Panthers yesterday 5-2, the third straight loss for the Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago is back home on Thursday when they play host to the New Jersey Devils. Bulls are back home Thursday to host Atlanta. Download the score app today. Lightning fast sports alerts so you never miss a thing. I'm John Thayer on 1330 and 95.9 Sports Zone Chicago. 
your consideration. The most exciting debut of the season, unlike anything you've ever seen. It's the new Staples Connect store. Critics call it jaw-dropping. Victoria Adams of Retail Review says, I laughed, I cried, I redesigned my logo and bought an Xbox. Staples Connect has it all. New small business services, innovative tools to work and learn from anywhere. It will change the way you think about Staples. Staples Connect, now open at 5665 West Wilshire, one block east of the La Brea Tar Pits. Learn more at staplesconnect.com slash LA. Dell Technologies President's Day Business Sale has arrived. For a limited time, save up to 45% on all our latest gear to work from anywhere with fast, free shipping. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business, so now's the time for incredible savings on PCs, along with servers, monitors, and docks, all with free shipping and quick installation and setup through Dell Installation Services. Get started by shopping online or contacting your Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Again, the number to call is 877-ASK-DELL. Welcome back to the Monday edition, the President's, President's Day edition of Second City Sports. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Miss Lakina McGee. I am Sydney Brown. If you have a question or comment for us during our now 90 minutes of extravagance, you can go to Sports Zone Chicago's Facebook page or Sports Zone Chicago on Facebook. Type in questions or comments in the comment section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you as we continue to review NBA All Star Weekend 2022 from Cleveland. Of course, Team LeBron defeated. Uh, team Durant's 163 to 160 in last night's 71st annual NBA All-Star game. Lakina, mm. excuse me. Let's get back to the conversation how sh we should revamp All-Star Saturday night. If you want to do away with the skills competition overall, that's fine by me. But you have to replace it with this event. I think you brought it up uh, in our last segment. Uh, we talked about this. We were trying to revamp the Pro Bowl a few weeks ago. Uh, mm. you, you brought up the MTV Rock and Jock. Um, uh, those uh, specials that uh, MTV did back in the day, you oh, can yes. bring that back because uh, I'll give a historical context. Remember, before they brought on the skills competition back in 04 in Los Angeles during that all star weekend, uh, the WNBA and the NBA partner up and they had this two ball competition, which was okay, but uh, it it and I know people got annoyed by it as the years went on. I, I understood that at the time that the WNBA was young, they of course they needed the NBA to promote it. But if you want to add a um, replace the skills competition or just add another event, bring the M the MTV style Rocket Jock Jam back. Have your NBA um, uh, your not your NBA legends because they were getting injured the last couple of years. That's why they stopped that. But just bring in uh, uh, just a couple of NBA All Stars. And bring some celebrities that can actually hoop in a decent play, way. Yes, yes. They can hoop in a decent way, have a quick 10-minute game, mm -hmm. or something to that effect. And I think people will get involved and watch it. That's yeah, kids. Yeah, give it to like maybe like first to 20 or 30 or something like that, mm -hmm. you know, nice and quick. You know, it could last about 10 minutes and look, have them, you know, see maybe or do like a do a horse style where you know it's like they have to match it do something like that especially if they hit a shot from like the 10 point line or something but yeah you get those 25 of, point shots <laughs> yeah oh yeah exactly well, 25 <laughs> point shots you know if you, you, saw, you saw from like from like half quarter or something like that so yeah mm -hmm. do something like that to kind of you know like you know jazz up a little bit because i think that you know it kind of just needs to be some fine tuning and i, and I feel like look that's a big money maker that's a big money maker for tnt 
So mm -hmm. you're not going to do away with it. So I think it definitely needs to be some, you know, punching up, if you will. And look, for the dunk, con dunk contest, get some of the big names. Like it's like like we said, you know, put some money into the pot at half court and do like horse style where you know whoever if they make a dunk first, you know, that way you can get the creativity going up. I know there's mm -hmm. still look, there's still some things you can do. I mean, I don't know what else. I don't know what the much been done, but they you look know, jumping over seven, seven seven guys. I think that you know they've done that already, and you know mm -hmm. the, the compact you know. The compact you know, Kia that Blake Griffin took over, which was, whole, it was only the front part, mind you. It wasn't the whole mm -hmm. freaking car. But right. uh, yeah, I mean, kind of just, you know, and, and the blindfold was here, the ballos. I know, but, but it, it finds out that he actually had holes in the eye. So he wasn't like, of like course the eye. <laughs> so yeah, so I would say maybe just, just jazz that up a little bit. So, you know, kind of make it interesting and make it exciting that people won't be like, feel like they're being dragged, you know, the whole night. Yeah, like you said, back to the dunk contest. Uh, we we mentioned this uh, before the break. Uh, the difficult uh, degree of difficult difficulty of the dunk if you uh, successfully make it, uh, the more money goes in the pot. I can yep. uh, get with that. Yeah. Also, point two, they score fifty. That's more money you put into the pot. So mm -hmm. yeah. So as some incentives, you know, just 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 make it interesting and exciting because I think you know last. I think you know, you know last Saturdays. I think you know All Star Saturday night. I think it show, showed you that you know what? Yeah, uh, no, you need to kind of you need to make it a little bit interesting for people to to, to stay you know stay and watch. Yeah. So uh, the uh, as um, Sean uh, Sean Sierra, our guy on Sean and Mine in the morning on Sports on Chicago every Monday, Wednesday, Friday for nine to noon, right here on Sports on Chicago. He and Jason Palmer, what's up, Cuz? Catch him tonight at six o'clock right here on Sports on Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, they were talking about the NBA usually make changes. Uh, to All-Star Saturday to calm the crowd down, especially via the social media crowd down. I think you'll see some changes. What exactly are, are those changes? We don't know. But uh, they, they brought up the NHL, which we did as well. They, uh, they had the, the, the divisions uh, battle off against each other. And then whoever wins those first two games in those first two periods, they battle off in the third period in which they play actual hockey. I'm using air cross for those listening back on the podcast version. Of course, the Pro Bowl is a joke. Uh, baseball, you, uh, I'm not saying it's perfect, but you leave it as it is. I like the home run derby contest better than the uh, than the actual game. Of course, they changed the home run derby a few years ago, and it's worked mm -hmm. out very well. So uh, if you're a baseball fan, you're not complaining on that front. But uh, the NBA just makes some slight changes. I know people say you shouldn't have to change just for the sake of change. You have to change with the time somewhat. But it's going to be interesting what they do next year, as you mentioned as the all-star week goes to Salt Lake City, Utah. Should be interesting there. So you listen to Second City Sports on Sportsville, Chicago, along with Cindy Brown, which is he. I'm Lakina McGee. That's me. And you listen to us here on Sportsville, Chicago. Well, let's talk about the NBA 75 celebration that they had during all weekend, but they kind of culminated in during the halftime. I thought that was probably the best part of that non-basketball related, but you know, the, the whole thing, you know, they, they, I won't name them all. You know, we talked about it like a while back when they named this list. Of course, you know, probably the big stories here, of course, LeBron, Steph, you know, they, you know, some of the current guys made the mm -hmm. list. You know, Giannis, you know, made the list as well. And also, too, of course, you saw uh, Dennis Rodman, of course, Michael Jordan, who I think a lot of people were, there was this question whether or not he would actually make it there because, of course, he was in Daytona for the 500. We'll talk about that in a little bit. You know, one of his drivers finished runner-up, just just missed uh, winning the Daytona 500. Mm -hmm. But uh, he he came back just in time for the festivities. Of course, he was introduced last. And, look, he got a nice ovation from the folks in Cleveland. So, 
Yeah, I guess people are over. Well, that was 30 years. That was 30 plus years ago. So people were, I'm sure Cleveland folks are probably over that. Plus they've won a championship since then. So I don't exactly. Know. That's probably why there's no, you know, bot, there's no, uh, no uh, hard feelings there. But yeah, you saw, you know, Bill Russell, of course, Rick Barry, of course, you know, RIP to Kobe Bryant. You know, that's so mm-hmm. hard to say. Of course, you had Ray Allen, um, you know, you know, Clyde Drexler was there. Kevin Garnett, uh, Magic, Magic Johnson, of course. <laughs> AI, of course, we mentioned earlier, among many others. James Harden as well. It's sort of one of those days where this thing was brought up too. I mean, Dwight Howard wasn't on that list. Anthony Davis was on the list. And I, I know, I know, some people kind of, you know, there's still this thing about whether or not he should be on the list. I know Clay Thompson was very vocal about him not being on the list. Yeah. I know he was. You know, he still, he still uh, says that, but. I mean, unless you're gonna take away some like the older guys out, I don't know who you take out. But you know, Paul, er- Paul er- a reason. I mean, are you gonna take him out? Sam Mm-mm. Jones, who, who just passed away a couple of weeks ago, are you gonna take? You're not gonna take him out. No. How uh, Greer, you know, do you? You can't take him out either. So I think it was just like I think they, I think overall they did it right. But you know, what, what, what you, what did you think? And we'll talk more about that. Like I said, it was a beautiful ceremony, of course. Uh, I don't know if you saw the pictures that made the rounds on social media of Michael Jordan and LeBron James hugging right before the ceremony. Wait, and of you, course- mean, wait you mean there's no animosity between them? Really? <laughs> they actually like each other? <gasps> oh, my God. How dare they actually be adults while everybody else is sort of fighting over who's the greatest? At least that these two are kind of like, they finally just like, <laughs> Well, what was Last Dance really about? I'm just saying. But, <laughs> but also, too, um, Magic Johnson and Michael Jordan, they were joking around before the ceremony, talking about we can still play one-on-one oh against each other. You know, really? there's just a, 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 a just bunch of old guys, quote-unquote, talking really- smack. But is you it- love it, though, because it was, yeah. it was in a root of competition and wrote in a root of friendly competition, so I enjoyed that clip as well. But um, You're I don't think... Yeah, MJ just turned 59 like last weekend. Magic, I think he's gonna be what, like 64 or something like that this yeah. year. So, like, and then, and then, oh, okay. We, yeah, that I, I actually would pay to see that though, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so this guy, yeah, but this guy is not on this list. And, and we talked about Draymond Green earlier, yeah, uh, being compared to this play. But Ernie Johnson brought up a great point about Dikembe Mutombo not being on that list. I was like, yeah, I think he's still. Then not the uh, all-time leader, but one of the second or third in block shots in NBA yes. history. Yeah. And uh, he he wasn't on the list. I found that kind of surprising as well. And so you could take Anthony Davis off the list and put Matumbo's name on that list. Just, mm-hmm. uh, I'll leave it at that. But we, it, like you like you said, I agreed with the majority of that list. You're not going to make everybody happy. But I think they got this list right. It was a beautiful ceremony. They had a few of the current all-stars speaking, including Devin Booker and Carl Anthony Towns. I know you saluted his parents uh, after mm-hmm. winning the um, yeah. three-point shootout contest on Saturday night. But they they got this list right. It was a beautiful ceremony. As you mentioned, Earth, Wind, and Fire. I could listen to them all day long. We won't get into it here. But mm-hmm. uh, they were jamming out pretty well. And so it was a beautiful ceremony. It was very um, uh, poignant. So. Yeah, it, it was. And I feel like, okay. Yeah, yeah, it was sort of weird. I think some of the guys that weren't there, they had, I guess, I guess they had them like behind, like, I don't know if they were in the studio or whatever, or they had like a green screen with like a gray, like. Yeah, hey. I saw Dave Towns up there waving the thumbs up. Yay. Yeah, like, yeah, like you know, waving, you know, like it was yeah. kind of, it was, I don't know who they were waving to. It was kind of, I, I'm sure, I'm sure this was pre tape, but yeah. Like, I'm sure. If, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I get, well, Tim Duck doesn't really like to, you know, he's not a big, you know, proponent of, you know, being in public, a lot is kind of get mm-hmm. the low profile. So I can see why he didn't go. But, you know, I know some other guys. I know that 
you know, somebody joked and looked. I mean, these guys have been walking around. Some of them have like bad hips, bad knees, and bad feet. You know, and such. You know, so like, can we get to the? Can we get back to the game? So I think yeah, there were some people that were kind of you know making a you know, play for that. But yeah, I mean, you know, Vanessa Bryant was there, of course, in honor of Kobe. So that was uh, mm-hmm. nice to see that she made the uh, she made the ceremony. Uh, you had you saw you know you know Isaiah, of course, Isaiah Thomas, you know, Bill Walton, D Wade, and. Jerry West and such. I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, it's James Ward. I mean, it was, it's, yeah, it was, yeah, some of it was kind of weird. Larry Bird, I think, was probably like, you know what? I don't need to be. I'll do the whole weird wavy thing, but I'm not going to be a part yeah. of it. So just like, you know what? I'm, I'm good. So, like, it was, it was, other than, other than that weird thing, I mean, yeah, some guys just, they just show like, a, like, a, okay, let's do a snapshot or something. Of course, you know, but, but it, it was fine. I mean, I know some people were making fun of that part of it, but, you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, like I said, I didn't have a problem with the ceremony and all at all. I know Spike Lee did did the whole introduction thing. He actually got some um, applause. I know it was in Cleveland. He got some applause, but uh, it, the whole thing was put together um, beautifully by the NBA, and I didn't have any complaints about it at all. Yeah, and also too, I guess Steph. I guess Steph. Steph was booed. If you ever guys remember Steph during the game early on, you know, even in the intros, he was booed. <laughs> they booed him mercilessly. Mm-hmm. But you know when he started hitting all the threes, they, they I guess they couldn't help but cheer, so they, they yeah. didn't have a choice. So especially during the uh, the, the ceremony, the half the halftime ceremony for the NBA seventy five. So yeah, so I think it was a nice ceremony. Whoever put that together, they should definitely be have should get a mm-hmm. raise. And it was it was very you know, it was very nicely done. You're listening to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, the President's Day edition, live in Eleven Color, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. As we are reviewing the NBA All Star Weekend, if you have a, a question or comment, uh, what did you think about the NBA All Star Weekend 2022 from Cleveland? Go to Facebook.com/backslash/SportsZoneChicago uh, or go to Sports Zone Chicago on YouTube and place your questions or comments in the comment section there, and Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, let's turn uh, the page to the second half of the season but before we get to the bulls i mentioned chris paul at the top of the show it was was on breaking news that was first reported by tnt last night chris paul who played only two minutes in the all-star game it was revealed that he's going to miss six to eight weeks with a a thumb injury uh lakina we we talked about this on our show on friday the phoenix uh, no one expected them to make it to the finals last year they did they lost the title to the milwaukee bucks after leading their best of seven series Two games to none this year. They are back better than ever. Devin Booker, who was he was an all-star again. They added JaVale McGee, which a player they didn't a type of play like him they didn't have last year. Also, too, they're battling with the Golden State Warriors for that top spot in the West. Hopefully, both these teams will meet in the Western Conference Finals. That remains to be seen now with this Chris Paul injury uh going into the fray. Lakina, what's your outlook for Phoenix? Do you think that Chris Paul will come back sooner than eight weeks? That that puts him at the end of the regular season. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see. Of course, you know you can, you can tell the way he didn't want to like you know raise his like right hand because I guess he had mm-hmm. that index finger. He has a, he has a kind of like a, a fusion fracture or something like that on his index finger. So that's you know unfortunately that's good. that's been bothering him. And I think we'll see what happens there. It's I think hopefully now the emphasis will be on Devin Booker. I, but I think you know, like you got eight and you got you know Mikhail Bridges. You know, Crowder's been really solid. You know, guys are just going to have to step up. I mean, you know, campaign. You're going to see more campaign, folks. I mean, I, you know, get ready for more of that. And, you know, Alfred, Pray- Alfred Payton as well. Also, too, uh, you might you might see Devin Booker shoot more. So I think that's probably what you're going to see. And they have a pretty brutal schedule these last 23 games. And, and you know, they they it's at the, this is going to be kind of like when, you know, they got OKC on Thursday. And New Orleans, uh, they have uh, that Sunday, you know, Sunday game, afternoon game against Utah. 
Um, that's when we have ABC, and they've got they got another Sunday game after that against Milwaukee. Um, you've got uh, you've got the Lakers, you know, on also on, uh, on Sunday game on ESPN. Of course, they they play the Bulls also too during that time during that uh, time as well. So they play both LA teams multiple times at Utah multiple times. So it's gonna and Miami as well. So they got a pretty brutal schedule now. If you're if you can get keep yourselves at five hundred. If you're the Suns, you know, maybe perhaps maybe stay in a top seed in the West and perhaps maybe hold down the Ford until Chris Paul comes back, whether it's you know, right at the end of the, the, the regular regular season or right at the beginning of the playoffs after the play in stuff. So it, it, it's all kind of like, you know, all big question mark at this point. But yeah, it's good. This is going to be a big test for the Suns. Absolutely. Yeah, I was watching that interview with Devin Booker last night following the All Star game. He said that everybody has to uh, give in a little bit more. And he talked about uh, that he challenged himself to be more of a vocal leader. I, I think they'll they'll fall off a little bit, but how far that remains to be seen. I don't think they're going to fall right out of the top of uh, six spots to play in the playing game unless everybody starts getting injured. But I think Phoenix will still be fine. Like you said, just play around 500. You should be okay. The first couple of games you mentioned coming out of the All-Star break, those, those should be two easy wins. Now, after that, that remains to be seen. But I think Phoenix will be okay. I don't think they should fall no no lower than third, maybe fourth. But they're going to take a hit. But I don't think it's going to be as dramatic as people think it will be. Yeah, I think that's going to be the thing. Where, like I said, I don't think they might still they might still stay at the top. Who knows? I mean, look, like I said we don't know what Golden State's going to be because they they mm-hmm. may have there might be some times where they have their shooting their own shooting issues. So look, yeah, look, Steph looked good during the All Star break. We've seen times when he has an off shooting night. So we'll see if there's going to be more of those. So we just don't know at this point. And look, who knows? He may look. CP3 might come back sooner. Again, we don't know, but mm-hmm. that's going to be interesting to see. Now going back here, back home here for the Bulls. They've got a pretty tough schedule, too. They have Atlanta twice, including on Thursday. Then they have Miami on, you know, next Monday. They have Milwaukee next Friday night. That's an ESPN game. They play Utah, and they play, uh, you know, they play Phoenix, of course. They play Toronto a couple more times. So they've got a pretty tough schedule themselves, the Bulls do. So I think if you're – you're still right there, and look, yes, because yes, some of the Eastern Conference teams have made you know trades and such. We'll see how everybody mm-hmm. else looks. We'll get to them in a second, but I, I just think that if you're, the, I don't think they're gonna fall too far. I think those, I think they're still gonna be right there, like the one to three range. I feel like maybe four at the at the you know the furthest, but I don't think they're gonna like hold to a big free fall. If you can stay right at five hundred in these last twenty three games, I, I think you'll be okay. I think they're 12 or 13 wins away from uh, winning 50 games this season. I think they'll do that. Not going to say with ease, but they should get to at least 50 wins with no problem. I told you, Lakino, my mark was between 48 and 50 wins for this Bulls team this this season. So it looks like I'm going to win that, but not comfortably, but I think I'll get there. But as far as uh, the rest of the team is concerned. I like to pick up Patricia Thompson. Remember, we had our good friend on Rob Shaver from NBC Sports of Chicago about a month ago. And, mm-hmm. he, and that was the name that uh, he brought up. The first thing he brought up was Tristan Thompson. I gave the thumbs up and uh, and look how that turned out. So I, I like this move of Tristan Thompson. He doesn't even start. He's just come off the bench. I give you 15 minutes. I don't need him to score. Just play defense. Rebound, block, mm-hmm. block a couple of shots here and there. Just patrol the paint. We've been begging for this all season, Lakina, and now that uh, um, that uh, uh, Mr. Thompson is on the team, let's see uh, what he does. Hopefully, he doesn't get injured. 
And if he stays healthy, this is going to make a huge difference for this Bulls team. We just see what happens with that. Else, do they they play Philadelphia again? And so, so yeah, I yeah, we get it. We get you know our our buddy Mac Pack mentioned on Friday during our panel discussion. Yes, they do have. Look, they have a, a pretty they have a pretty rule schedule themselves. But again, I think if you can stay within that five hundred range, get to fifty one or fifty two, stay within like that 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 two top you know two or three mm-hmm. seed in the East. Again, we'll see what happens with Brooklyn. We'll see what happens with Philly. You know, they're new players. Once we'll see in that game with Philly in a few weeks. Well, I'm sure you know that's when Harden will be making his first you know, games de- debut in his, those first couple of games. So it'll be interesting to see what they do there. But like I said before, I think you know, as long as they stay within like that, stay within maybe 12 to 15 game range, I, I think they'll be okay. And also, too, Lakina, I think it's safe to say, unless uh, the Bulls have any uh, um, more unfortunate uh, injuries, as long as you don't stay, if you don't drop below four, you're okay. As long as you stay between that two to three seed range, it's going to be tough. We assume that Kevin Durant's going to come back in the net. The Brooklyn Nets will take off. And we'll see about the mandate thing with Kyrie. But outside of that, you can you know that Brooklyn's going to make a run when Durant comes back. Philadelphia looks like they're going to take off. Milwaukee, they're going to win enough games, but they don't care about the regular season that much. It's just getting their guys healthy for the playoffs. If you're the Bulls, let's just say you finish at number four. You're going to have home court for the first round, but in that second round, you potentially may have to play Brooklyn or Philadelphia in that second round and starting on a row. You don't want to fall that far. No, but, you don't. Uh, finishing between two and three is realistic. If you finish number four, you still get home court for the first round, but that second round and thereafterwards is going to be more challenging within itself. Between two and four, which I expect the Bulls uh, to finish uh, uh, between now and the end of the regular season. Also, too, if everything goes according to plan, in about three weeks, you're going to get Alex Caruso back. Mm-hmm. You're going to get Lonzo Ball back, and that's going to make a huge difference uh, with this team uh, in addition to the pickup with Tristan Thompson. We'll see if Miami's still up, you know, still up there. We'll be up there. They're the number one seed right now. Of course, they'll tie with the Bulls, of course. We'll see mm-hmm. you know, the Sixers. We'll see once Harden comes. We'll see how he and Joel Embiid, they'll get, you know, mesh well together. That's going to be the, the wild card. Brooklyn, who's all the way down to eighth, you know, right now. They're in that play-in tournament. We'll see once KD comes back, once Ben Simmons gets going. We'll see how they, you know, they, you know, kind of mesh together. That's going to be another thing. We'll see if Cleveland will Cleveland fall off. I still think they will fall off a little bit. I think they'll be back mm-hmm. into that playing. I think because no one thought that they would they would be you know right there. But I think they're not afraid of them anymore. So we'll see. Um, remember, Dragic, you know, Goran Dragic is now with the Nets. So we'll see mm-hmm. how much of a difference he makes. Toronto, we'll see where they are. Boston, you know, they're this they're kind of like feast or famine. We don't know what you're going to get. I know they won like like nine in a row before they lost before the break, but you know, are still, they're still going to be mm-hmm. around Atlanta. Can they make a move? Uh, Washington, you know, they're kind of like, and they're still in that, you know, that they're still right there behind Atlanta for that 10 spot, that last spot for the play in. We'll see where, where they are, you know, but also two bills, bills gone for the year. So yeah, that they might, you know, that might be it for them. Now, as far as the West goes, they're six, the Suns are six and a half up. So I think, you know, with CP3 being out of it, you have a little bit of a cushion where you can kind of, okay, if you go into a little bit of a slump, okay, mm-hmm. you'll still be right there in that one seat. So as long as you're still within 500, I think you can still keep that one seat. You may go down to a two if, if the Warriors kind of get their shooting uh, together. Memphis, we'll see if Memphis can stay up there. Utah, you know, I know Donovan Mitchell, I know he's now been sick, you know, any, you know, nothing COVID related, but, you know, there's some other stuff that going on too. They've also had some injury injury issues there. Dallas, we'll see, Luca, we'll see how, you know, everything 
you know, meshes with them. Denver, I mean, we'll see if Murray, Murray might be back sometime next month. Can he contribute? We'll see. Uh, Minnesota, they're right there. That's seven spots. Again, we'll see what happens. Uh, both the both the LA teams. I mean, it's like I said, it's Feaster fan with both of them. So we'll see where they both are. And uh, Portland, can you know with you know Dave, you know, Anthony Simmons is fairly you know he he's like, hey, I want to keep playing. So we'll see where if they make a move. You know, once you know Davis Dane get, you know, gets back. So still a lot to be decided in the NBA. And also to uh, San Antonio and New Orleans, can they? Oh, the Zion thing. We'll have to get to that. That, but yeah, we'll we'll see. That's still a lot to figure out in the both of the Eastern and Western Conference. As I've been saying for the last couple of weeks, it's going to be interesting to see who makes a big jump if that happens in the middle of that Western Conference. You have Denver, Utah, and Dallas. Of course, Dallas has been turning it around over the last couple of weeks. Denver, will they take off once Jamal Murray comes back? If he comes back, and going to the bottom half. Uh, of uh, of that of that um, playing tournament bracket, Lakina, which LA team makes it right now? The Clippers. Well, uh, 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 will Paul George make a surprise return? We shall see. But the Lakers are, are the most disappointing team uh, in between those two teams in, in LA. Uh, I don't I don't see it. They may sneak into the playing tournament, but I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs. But uh, it's going to c- come down to LA. Both LA teams. One of them is going to get in. I don't think both of them would get in. And like I said, going back to the middle of that Western Conference uh, uh, bracket, uh, Utah, uh, hopefully Donovan Mitchell is okay. But we've been saying this looking for the last three or four years. You, you have great regular seasons, but you just cannot put it together consistently in the playoffs. That's been a problem. But also, too, going back to uh, the Clippers, I mean, there is some rumors that maybe Kawhi might come back to about the same time as PG will. So, Again, you know that that's another situation too that's probably still being decided. So we'll see if if and when they one or both of them come back. Yeah, you know, will they make a move? Mm-hmm. As far as the Lakers, I don't know. I mean, I, at this point, who 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 knows what the Lakers are going to be at this you know right now? I mean, like, they better hold the LeBron James doesn't uh, mess up his knee again. Yeah, yeah, because you know he says Anthony Davis is out for the next four to six weeks. Yeah, that's going to be another issue too. So yeah, still like I said, there's still a lot of questions, and I think look. The second half, once it starts on Thursday, that's going to be – it'll be fun. And I think, look, there's still a lot of things that could be decided as far as seeding and such. And like I said, there's only like a four-and-a-half, you know, games between the you know the first and the sixth seed. So still a lot to, you know, unpack. And I think that's that's going to be the thing where we'll see what happens. But, yeah, the second half or, well, the quote-unquote, the third half of the NBA season <laughs> is sort of like – I know this is a technicality here. But oh, yeah, you're like, love you, Smithy. Break it down the quarters, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no, because you're, you're, you're they're way more than halfway. They've already played like fifty seven games already, so mm-hmm. it's a so it's about like twenty like twenty three twenty four games left. So yeah, we're kind of going to like that latter third part of the the season now. So yeah, it's still a lot to be decided, but it should be fun. Hour number one in the books. Hour number two straight ahead. We'll review the best and worst from the weekend of college basketball. One person needs to learn this lesson, perhaps the hard way. Keep your hands to yourself. We have some sports media news. A boycott in the NFL. We'll get into that and a whole lot more. You're listening to the Monday edition, a.k.a. the President's Day edition of Second City Sports. We're live in living color. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash, powered by the Score app on 1330 and 95.9 Sports Zone Chicago. Men's basketball this weekend, 12th-ranked Illinois, won at number 19 Michigan State, 79-74. Jacob Grandison with 24 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. The Illini now 19-7 on the year and 12-4 
In the Big Ten, Northwestern lost at Minnesota 77-60. Pete Nance with 18 points in the loss as the Wildcats dropped to 5-11 in the Big Ten, 12-13 overall. The Blackhawks fell to the Florida Panthers yesterday 5-2, the third straight loss for the Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago is back home on Thursday when they play host to the New Jersey Devils. Bulls are back home Thursday to host Atlanta. Download the Score app today. Lightning fast sports alerts so you never miss a thing. I'm John Thayer on 1330 and 95.9 Sports Zone Chicago. For your consideration, the most exciting debut of the season, unlike anything you've ever seen. It's the new Staples Connect Store. Critics call it jaw-dropping. Victoria Adams of Retail Review says, I laughed, I cried, I redesigned my logo and bought an Xbox. Staples Connect has it all. New small business services, innovative tools to work and learn from anywhere. It will change the way you think about Staples. Staples Connect, now open at 5665 West Wilshire, one block east of the La Brea Tar Pits. Learn more at staplesconnect.com slash LA. Technologies President's Day business sale has arrived. For a limited time, save up to 45% on all our latest gear to work from anywhere with fast free shipping. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business, so now's the time for incredible savings on PCs, along with servers, monitors, and docks, all with free shipping and quick installation and setup through Dell Installation Services. Get started by shopping online or contacting your Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Again, the number to call is 877-ASK-DELL. Welcome back to hour number two of Second City Sports on the Monday edition, aka the President's Day edition. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. I'm Sid the Kid, along with Miss Lakina McGee. You can follow yours truly on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, that's S I D K I D A zero. S I D K I D A zero. You can follow me at Keenan McGee on the Twitter and at Keenan Scorpio McGee on the IG. You have a question or comment for us during our now less than 60 minutes of the extravaganza? You can go to Facebook, the Sports on Chicago's Facebook page, or Sports on Chicago on YouTube, typing your questions or comments in the comments section. Lakina will get them up on the screen for you. Lakina, before we get to our main topic in the world of college basketball, let's start out locally as a number 12 ranked team in the nation. The Illinois Final Line, they went into East Lansing, got a big win, defeating the number 19 ranked Michigan State Spartans and Tom Izzo and crew, 79 to 74. Kofi Coburn had another monster game, 27 points with nine rebounds off a of 10 and 15 shooting. Jacob Granderson, you heard in the update, had 24 points along with five mm-hmm. rebounds, including six to 10 shooting from three point range. He had a monster game, which was very important. My guy, Alfonso Plummer, he had eight points over three and nine shooting. Trent Frazier had 12 points along with five assists and three rebounds, but they didn't get very much from their bench. But Granderson had a big game. I think that was more important than Kofi Coburn's performance. And they dominated Michigan Michigan State, especially in that first half with the offensive rebounds. And those, are, uh, those two keys were the difference, in my opinion, the reason why Illinois uh, got the win um, uh, against Michigan State on the road on last Saturday. Yeah, yeah, forced them on the outside. I think that's what kind of yep. helped Illinois there. And look, Michigan State has, has now lost four in a row. Like, you know, look, this is usually the time when Coach Izzo's teams, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, heated up. That's actually has not been the case the last couple of years you know, with, mm-hmm. with Sparty, but 
you know, look, it is what it is. I think, look, you know, Coburn is already making a case for national player of the year. He's definitely in the conversation. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he'll win it, but he's definitely right there in the conversation. I mean, Grandison, I mean, like once he's on, I think he's hard to, you know, to beat, you know, six to 10 mm -hmm. for three point range. As long as he's also, you know, if he's hit his threes, he's sort of a, he's kind of like a, a, a one man record crew in that sense. So I think that definitely helped them you know, in that win, and they keep within a uh, pace with Purdue. It's between those two for that regular season title and the number one seed in the Big Ten tournament coming up in a couple of weeks. So this is going to be one of those days where it could literally come down to perhaps maybe percentage points and who sort of blinks first. But, yeah, it was a nice win by Illinois on Saturday. Yeah, but staying with the Big Ten, let's go to the main story. Chicago's very own Jawan Howard, who's the current head coach of the men's basketball team in Michigan. Uh, they lost another tough one on the road to Wisconsin yesterday, 77 to 63. But the main story was what happened after the game. Of course, uh, the Wisconsin head coach called the late timeout with 15 guard, seconds yeah. left. Um, of course, Jawan Howard took exception to it. Of course, when both teams were walking off the court, the refs already left the court. Uh, the head coach of, of Wisconsin grabbed slightly Great grabbed guard. Jawan Howard uh, by the hand, by the arm rather, and Jawan Howard. Uh, stuck a finger in his face, uh, uh, give, telling him his displeasure of, of calling the late timeout thing. I thought that he was rubbing it in. And then, of course, uh, shoving matches happened, and the players from both teams were uh, getting to a little bit. Thank goodness nothing else uh, tragic came about this. Lakina, I saw this um, uh, during the All Star game last night, and I saw this. I was like, really? I, I, I understood if, if that was the case from Juwan Howard's perspective, that he was offended that. Uh, the uh, the Wisconsin coach took a late timeout when you had the game already won. I understand that, but you this for everybody, including Jerron Howard. You cannot go putting your hands on people and not expect something to happen to you. We do not condone any violence on this show, but when you when you do stuff like that, uh, you're gonna have some um repercussions for that. Like I said, we don't advocate violence on this show, but when stuff like that happens, uh, it, it's just good, it could uh, potentially get ugly. Yeah, great guard. That's the coach of Wisconsin there that uh, called that timeout. And I guess his defense was that, you know, he had a lot of his um, his walk-ons because the game had been – I actually had tuned the game out by, you know, halfway through the game, halfway through, like, the second half, especially once um, Wisconsin had pulled away. And it was sort of one of those things where, yeah, it was it was Bush League and you, know, you kind of – you got to keep your cool in that situation. Yes, you know, coach guard grabbed him. And I guess, you know, Juwan got into it with – one of his assistants, Greg Gard's assistant. Mm -hmm. So that's how it all thing kind of manifested. And there's like, there's video of, of the whole exchange. It lasted for like five minutes and such. So I actually didn't see it live. Like I said before, I tuned it out because, you know, the game, mm -hmm. you know, was already out of reach. So Wisconsin already pulled away. So I was like, okay, you know, why bother? But then, like, I heard, you know, things were happening, you know, online, of course, you know, with social media. And it wasn't a punch. Look, he's from the south side of Chicago, Juwan is and coach howard i should say and mm -hmm. look that's what you do you pop somebody upside the head open open hand that's what you do that's what you're you're, you're chopped on the south side and, and no coach green but i know your front i know your your parents taught you that too no i won't even want to hear that you did that you never did that i don't even want to hear that but uh but you know he'll probably get suspended like i said i wouldn't be shocked i'm not saying he should get fired I wouldn't be surprised if he gets fired, but this is only the second time. I know if you guys remember last year in the Big Ten tournament when, when Michigan was playing Maryland, you know, he got into it with uh, Mark Turger, who, of course, he, he's now gone from the, as the head coach but uh, from Maryland. But, uh, yeah, this could be like, you know, a three strikes and you're out kind of thing. I know the Michigan AD, you know, had a statement where that, you know, you know Ward Manuel, he said, you know, we're – 
you know, he doesn't tolerate it. And I'm sure he's going to give him a nice turn talking to. Look, I'm sure uh, Coach Howard's going to get suspended for like they, they, the rest of the season. They got, they got five games left. I'm sure he'll miss all those games. I'm sure, you know, Gar will probably get suspended a game. I'm sure that Assist will probably be suspended for a couple of games. Maybe a, a couple of players, they they might get suspended a game or two because they threw punches as well. But I think all this stuff for the fact that Michigan was, you know, was supposed to have been like this. Michigan was actually one of the favorites to win, not only the Big Ten, but also to the national championship. And they have not been playing well. So I think that mm-hmm. all that frustration kind of manifested. And as you saw what happened, um, happened uh, yesterday. So I don't want to spend too much time on it because I think it's just sort of silly at this point. But, you know, it's, it's one of those days where you kind of just have to keep your cool in those situations. I know some people, you know, we have this whole thing about, oh, the handshake line is so passe and blah, blah, blah. I mean, the handshake line is fine. But I remember uh, Ben Bruss brought this up. He was on uh, – Carmen Yurko on ESPN Chicago uh, a little while ago, and he said that you know Bo Roy was his coach, and he and Tom Crean when he was coaching in Indiana, they didn't get along. They just said, "Yo, bye." You know, they just said, "Yo, okay, bye." You know, they, they didn't say anything. They didn't shake hands, nothing like that. So maybe that's probably something that they should have done, but that should have been a uh, uh, an option. But you know, it is what it is. But yeah, I just think like there's a lot of. Uh, I think one of the conditions could be that maybe he might have he might want to they might have him go to anger management classes because he's he's like he has some anger issues. But this isn't like back in the day with you know Bobby Knight and all the stuff he did. He wouldn't survive in this climate. So I don't. Even oh no! Use, I oh, don't no. think not I even close. I don't. Not really even, like I said, we're in a di- society's different now. Like you say, social media is not going anywhere. Oh, Bobby Bobby Knight would have been done a long time ago. Yeah, he would have been uh, over and done with him with him. So I'm not even gonna. You know, don't even don't even bring his name up at this point. But yeah, I mean, it is what like I said, there, there are all types of issues and frustrations going on at the at the basketball program right now. So we'll see what happens. But I think there's going to be multiple suspensions and fines and such. So yeah, this is the thing that uh, I think uh, so I know some people were calling for his job. I don't think he's going to lose his job, but he should be suspended for the rest of the regular season. But if he has happens to be suspended for the Big Ten tournament, so be it. Uh, the reason why you had to set this precedent is because yes, those they're not kids, but still young adults uh, trying to uh, pre- try to prepare them for for the game of life. If this uh, if a light punishment happens to Jawan Howard, that's going to set a bad example. I know that uh, some, not all, but some young people think they just in, uh, because of entitlement they think they to do whatever they want, and nothing or little should happen to them. And I uh, think what's going to happen to Jerron Howard is that punishment is going to set the example for his team and everybody else who's playing college sports. So uh, you think you do cause trouble and get away with it. Uh, it's just not going to happen. You still got to set a good example for um, young athletes in particular. Uh, just because you do something, especially now we mentioned social media, you're not going to get away with it. So. And if he shows some contrition, if he's apologetic and says, I'm sorry, then, you know, fine. You know, mm-hmm. I think you know, he'll be the better. He'll be better for it. But yeah, but I don't think I. I would be surprised if he gets fired. But I don't think he. I know there are a lot of people that are calling for his his job. But yeah, but I think in this situation, I think you just gotta keep it all into account. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't think he's going to get fired either. But I think he will be suspended for the race, rest of the regular season. He's a leader of men. He sets the example for his players and, and the assistant coaches on that staff as well. So if he acts like that, if he doesn't get punished or gets punished very lightly, that's going to send a bad message to the rest of the program. So, but I, I think he's going to get suspended for the rest of the regular season. Should he lose his job? No. But I think I bet you this, if that would have gotten a, a whole lot worse, like the malice at the palace many years ago, uh, it would be no question that we were talking about him uh, throwing in his pink slip. So, 
But uh, getting back to the reality of the situation, I think he'll be suspended for, for the rest of the regular season. Like you said, there's only five games left, correct? Yeah, yeah, there's only five okay. games left in the regular season, so you might get suspended for the rest of those, including when they got coming up against uh, Rutgers on Wednesday. So we'll see if he mm-hmm. coaches that. We probably won't, but he, we might, we might get a, uh, we might get some discipline news there in that in that front. <laughs> this is I can see sports on Sports Zone Chicago, along with Sydney Brown. I'm Lakina McGee. Let's talk about stuff that's on the court now, Sid. <laughs> um, you know, a couple of upsets here. Uh, Florida, Florida got a much needed uh, sort of resume building win against Auburn. Um, Bruce Pearl, take that. Sixty-three, <laughs> sixty-two. Uh, you know, Florida had a nice, you know, great defensive stop in that last position by Auburn. That kind of helped to hang on for that win. This actually their their highest, the first time they've ever beaten somebody that high. I mean, you know, this is their fourteenth consecutive whole win against Auburn, and that's for tied for the longest against any SEC opponent, and also to the highest ranked opponent they've beaten. You know, in the regular season, mm-hmm. you know, not not counting those national championships that you know. That uh, you know, you know, no, you know, Joakim Noah and the rest of them, you know, back in the you know in the mid two thousands, they don't get a lot of love. But that's a whole nother story. But uh, yeah, that was a nice win uh for them. Uh, Kentucky continues to sort of you know be the story and maybe perhaps make a case for one seed, beating Alabama by nine. Um, Kansas, you know, pulled away from West Virginia. Arizona holds off Oregon. That was a nice, you know. Arizona could probably be that number one overall seed. Probably get Gonzaga run. Uh, Villanova beats Georgetown. Um, Texas Tech, you know, switched the regular season series against Texas. You know, it was a lot closer than it was the first meeting, but they still they still won nonetheless. You know, they hit their three pointers late. Arkansas uh, beat uh, Tennessee by ten. Uh, Iowa, who I thought there was, a, they were, I thought they were in the tournament regardless, but I'm sure this definitely helps them with their resume. They beat uh, Ohio State at you know, on the roads. I was kind of shocked by that, but like you said, Iowa. They'll probably end up getting them. Uh, they'll probably get a, a. It depends on how they finish out the regular season, of course, in a Big Ten tournament. But they probably moved up a couple of spots after that win on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murray State, you know, stays undefeated in the Ohio in the Ohio Valley. They literally had to kind of like skin their teeth against Tennessee. Martin also mm-hmm. Wyoming uh, pulled away from air from Air Force by eight. Uh, UConn, you know, they're kind of quietly. You know, UConn is they're sort of like mm-hmm. right there uh, for the Big East title. They beat Xavier. Uh, Baylor bounced back with a big win. Yes, they did. Got not much they win there against TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so like I said, we're kind of getting down to the wire here. And if you're a bubble team, if you're like in Iowa, if you're like a you know a Florida, if you you, know, you need those to win to kind of help you with get you that resume in the bubble. And the results from Sunday's games looked like this. Uh, number eight, Providence defeated Butler uh, 71-70 in overtime. Uh, number 14, Houston uh, had to take two overtimes to defeat Wichita State 76-74. Of course, Purdue held off Rutgers, uh, so Rutgers could not pull off back-to-back upsets. For, uh, number five, Purdue, the Boilermakers, uh, knocked down Juan Harper Jr. and crew 84-72. Uh, to and USC, ranked number 17 in the country, the Trojans take care of the Washington State Cougars 62 to 60. Yeah, go go ahead, jump right there to sort of you mm-hmm. know match that game. But yeah, but a good one for SC. I think you have to keep pace in the, you know, with Arizona in the pack in the pack 12. Unfortunately for Memphis, they might have taken a hit with their bubble chances. They uh lost to SMU pretty handily by 16. So that's not a good not a good loss for uh for uh Penny Hardaway and crew, but they still got a lot of. They still got plenty of other chances to kind of try to fresh out their res- resume as we get into uh, today's schedule. You know, for this week, um, Ohio <laughs> State will try to bounce back 
against Indiana. That's at six o'clock on FS1. Big game for both teams. I think it's bigger for Indiana. Uh, yeah, they did. They did a win to kind of fresh up their resume. They've been mm-hmm. inconsistent all year. North Carolina hosts uh, Louisville. I think North Carolina. I think they're kind of like they've had their struggles this year. So it's a bigger game this, for them as well. They need, yeah, they need this to sort of bounce back. Uh, Maryland and Penn State. That's a six o'clock game on ESPN two. Baylor against Oklahoma State. Of course, Oklahoma State. They're not going to a mm-hmm. tournament this year, but Baylor. Needs this win to kind of keep pace with Kansas in the Big 12 as they're going down to the wire. Another makeup game, you know, from the you know, from COVID, uh, UCLA hosts Arizona State at, on FS1 at 8 o'clock. They'll try to get their revenge for after they lost to Arizona State uh, about a week ago. So they're looking for their revenge in, that's in this game tonight. <clears throat> yeah, and I think, I think they'll get it as well. Uh, going on to Tuesday's uh, schedule now in the top 25 in college basketball. At 6 o'clock on the SEC Network, number seven Tennessee will travel to Missouri to take on the Tigers. At 6 p.m. on ESPN2, number 18 Arkansas will travel to Florida to take on the Gators. Big game for both teams. Bigger for Florida, as, they, as you mentioned, looking to try to boost up their resume. Big 10 action at 6 p.m. on the big ESPN. Michigan State will travel to number 25, Iowa. Both teams are 18 and 8. Bigger, I think it's a bigger game for Michigan State, especially at the way they got manhandled by Illinois on, the, on their home court last Saturday. At 7 o'clock on FS1, number 8, Villanova will play number 21, UConn. At 7 o'clock on, on the Big 12 Network slash ESPN Plus, Oklahoma. The Fighting Porter Mosers, they're barely above 500. They'll travel to Texas Tech to take on the number nine rate Red Raiders at 8 p.m. on ESPN Kansas State versus number five Kansas. There's always a battle between those two in-state rivals. And then at 8 o'clock on the SEC Network, number 24 Alabama will travel to Vanderbilt to take on the Commodores. And also, too, uh, those late games, uh, San Diego State and Boise State, both teams are trying to, you know, get into that bubble, the right side of the bubble. That's at 8 o'clock. On uh, CBS Sports Network, that should be a fun one there. Now going into Wednesday's games, you know, sort of, you know, like I said, these games are as we're going right down to the wire. Duke against Virginia at 6 o'clock on ESPN as Duke will try to get their revenge from losing to Virginia last week. You know, via, you know, a go-ahead, you know, jumper mm-hmm. there. Uh, Mississippi State in South Carolina. Mississippi State, you know, they got a, a big win against Ole Miss, so they're trying to kind of you know share up their resume they're kind of like right there on the bubble so we'll see what happens there and my screen went blank for a second so yeah. uh, you go ahead go ahead Sid uh, number 11 Providence will take on Xavier uh, at six o'clock this is a uh, Wednesday's action out and six o'clock on the CBS Sports Network Providence ranked number 11th in the country there are 22 and 3 Xavier is 17 and 9 Xavier needs this game more than Providence in my opinion at six o'clock on ESPN two number 20 Texas will take on 16 and 8 TCU at seven o'clock on ESPN plus number 14 Houston will take on Tulane at 730 on SEC network number three Auburn they'll try to get back on track as they face Ole Miss at eight o'clock on ESPN LSU will travel to Kentucky to take on the Rockets they're ranked number six in the country and at eight o'clock on the Big Ten network Number 13, Wisconsin will travel to Minnesota to take on the Golden Gophers. Wisconsin is ranked number 13th in the country. And also to 8 o'clock on CBS Sports Network, you got Wyoming, Colorado State, Wyoming. They're right there, you know, in that bubble. CSU trying to get on that bubble, so we'll see what happens there. Loyola versus, uh, as they host, Evansville. 
Oh, big, big loss by Loyola on Saturday. Oh, yeah. that was yeah, against yeah. Drake. Yeah, that that the you know, Drake has kind of had Loyola's number. You know, they swept their season series. This isn't going to help them in their um. They try to get it as an at large. This this loss will not. Mm-hmm. That loss will not help them. So we'll they need see, this game uh, on Wednesday yeah, desperately. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, let's see here. Let's go to Thursdays. Games as I try to see. Oh, text TCU at Texas. You know, again, text uh, TCU needs this. You know, Texas hoping to bounce back, but TCU's hoping to kind of get back on the bubble there. Now, as far as Thursday's games are concerned, Memphis hosts Temple at, at ESPN two at six o'clock. They really need this. They can't afford to have any more losses, so that they really need. You know, Penny and Penny Hardaway and his guys they need this win desperately. Uh, Maryland and Indiana. I think Indiana, if you're you know inconsistent, you know, unfortunately mm-hmm. you need all the wins you can get. And let's see here. Eight o'clock on ESPN two. This is for Thursday. Number one, Gonzaga will travel uh on the West Coast to take on San Francisco. Gonzaga 23 and 2, as they are the new number one team in the country. San Francisco checks in with a 21 and 7 mark. At eight o'clock on FS1, down in Champaign. Number 15 ranked Illinois, the final line nine will host the number 22 ranked team in the country, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State is 16 and 7. Illinois is 19 and 7. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Illinois was going to win this one. Illinois will have their 20th win on the season. At 8 o'clock on ESPNU, number 19, Murray State will take on Belmont. Murray State 26 and 2. Belmont 24 and 5. West Coast basketball will highlight ESPN's coverage on Thursday, 8.30 p.m. to be exact. Number 12, UCLA, the Bruins will travel to the state of Oregon to take on the Ducks. The Ducks are trying to build. Yeah, Oregon needs to win desperately. Yeah, yeah. And at 10 o'clock on FS1, number two, Arizona will take on the Utah Utes. And at 10 o'clock on ESPN2, disappointed Oregon State will host number 16, USC Trojans. So that's your schedule for Thursday in the top 25. Yeah, I wouldn't say disappointed. I think it was, it was just more because, like you said, like I said last year, I mean, they had a lot of veteran guys Oregon State this, so you're basically just starting from scratch. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's probably what happens there. But, yeah, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, so we're seeing a lot of, you know, of course, the top 16, you know, they released the top – the NCAA tournament committee uh, released their top 16. You know, these are like the top, you know, four seeds for each uh, each region earlier this, you know, this weekend. You know, Gonzaga will be the number one overall seed in the West. They got Auburn number one in the Midwest, Arizona number one in the South, and Kansas number one in the East. Do you have any issues with those as of right now? Again, this will change within the next couple <laughs> of weeks, folks. So don't nobody freak out about it. But we'll as of right now, no. I want to see where they had Illinois ranked. Illinois, they have them as a three seed in the West. I think I think that's about right, but they should finish the regular season undefeated before the Big Ten tournament, they should move up a spot. The only reason why I won't say number one, obviously, because uh, they, they lost the season series to Purdue. Mm-hmm. But uh, if they finish out the rest of the regular season, you, maybe you should consider them number two in the in that West region. Because well, yeah. the, the, they're going to have at least 23, 24 wins before the Big Ten tournament. I think it's all going to depend on the Big Ten tournament. Now, if both, if both Illinois and Purdue meet for the final... I think mm-hmm. you know, one of which the I older, think is going to happen. Yeah, the, the older you know, unless you know something weird happens. Usually, weird things happen in the Big mm-hmm. Ten tournament. But you know, one of them could probably end up being the number two seed overall, number two or in that second tier in that two seed. So, you know, mm-hmm. you maybe. I mean, right now they got Purdue at number two in the Midwest region. 
Um, Kentucky, number two in the East, uh, Duke, number two in the West, and Villanova, number three in the East. That's about right. Texas Tech, number three in the Midwest, Tennessee, number three in the South, Wisconsin, number four in the East, UCLA, number four in the Midwest, Providence, number four in the South, and Texas, number four in the West. Now, again, this all this was like earlier on Saturday, so for all, mm-hmm. you know, Texas loss and Auburn loss and such, but a lot of this will change, though, no doubt. You're listening to Second City Sports on the Monday edition, aka the President's Day edition. We're live in living color right here on Sports Zone Chicago City. Lakina here with you talking college basketball. Lakina, I'll ask you, I always tease you that you love your West Coast football during football season. It seems to me that well, d- with the success of UCLA and to a lesser extent, USC last season, of course, UCLA made it to uh, the Final Four. Uh, I get the feeling that at least the powerhouses uh, in a couple of those West Coast schools are coming back. Do you get that same uh, uh, get that same feeling, uh, the, the same resurgence? At least a couple of West Coast schools, because remember USC was a powerhouse back in the day. UCLA was, and a couple other West Coast schools as well. Do you feel like the uh, a return to uh, to uh, national prominence for those West Coast schools are is back fully back? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, you know, last year, last couple of years, I mean, I think it would look Arizona. Well, I think they only got like what two teams, you know, last year. So I think this was definitely. Oh well, no, 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 not not last year, but the year before, you know, the, the year before the pandemic year. So yeah, the Pac-12 basketball's kind of been like sort of on a downturn, but now with UCLA doing very well and USC, you know, doing well, uh, Arizona's looking really good under a new coaching staff. I feel like, okay, yeah, we're starting to kind of finally start, you know, maybe people are noticing that now. So I think having West Coast teams, of course, Gonzaga and St. Mary's and, you know, all those, you know, those bigger West Coast teams, but also like the top tier West Coast conference teams. Looks like the Mountain West might get three or might maybe get three or two or three teams this year for the first time in like forever, it seems. You know, <laughs> in, in Wyoming and Boise State, maybe, you know, maybe. Maybe UNLV might be perhaps could get in there too. They're on the bubble I saw. So yeah, I think you look, I think college hoops is better when everyone from coast to coast. It's not just the East Coast teams, particularly the Southern teams and Midwest teams. I think it's always great when you see those West Coast conferences. It forces people to watch games after nine o'clock, you know, Central Time. So, you know, I think that's a, that's always great to see. You got look, you got a lot of great players there. You got Johnny Juse from UCLA and Drew Temme from Gonzaga and you know mo- multiple others. So it, it's great. Just it's always great to see. And like I said before, I think it's coast to coast. You know, you got top recruits going to not just you know the Kentuckys and the Kansases and those type of schools, but they're going to Gonzaga, they're going to UCLA and USC and then those places. So it, it's 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 great to see. Yeah, I, I forgot about Arizona, Lakey. I know they had that strong start to the uh, to start the regular season, then people forgot about them. And thanks for shouting out Gonzaga too. I know Mark Few has been up there forever. Uh, do you think they can finally break through this year? Because I know they were on the doorstep last year and they came up short. If they, yeah, if they would have won, they would have won last year. That was their best Mm -hmm. opportunity. Now I think there's just way too many teams that could, you know, compete. There's a good, like, what, 10 to 15 teams that you probably say that could win national championship, I think. They could put all. It's just great for basketball. I know Duke is still there, but they're not. They're not a team that scares you, at least this season anyway. Like you mentioned, North North Carolina, (laughs) they're still trying to hang on, just trying to get to a spot. Uh, they're not there this year. Kentucky, they're good, but are you scared of them? I'm not. Well, yeah, like I said, like I said, they recruit. I think you know the NILs, you know, and all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, that that guys can spread out all over the country, and perhaps maybe get to go to those, you know, those you know lower tier, not lower tier, but I guess not not the top, you know, traditional powerhouses. So I think that's always 
fun to see. And look, I think next year, I think it's looking really good too. I think, I think uh, Richard Batum in New Mexico with Jamal Mashburn Jr. They got something going on there. I think they could probably have to maybe make a run, you know, for the tournament next year. So I, I think, look, I think the NIL is actually having a lot to do with that, with mm-hmm. all of this. And also too, I think we'll see what John Shire does, you know, at Duke next year. I mean, Hubert Davis, it will be like, you know, right where they left off or will it be like Hubert <laughs> Davis who's having his struggles in North Carolina right now. So it's sort of just one of those things where it's all gonna, it all has to set up and line up for you. And that the NIL is probably why Coach Gay probably decided to retire. But you know, mm-hmm. it, it is sort of one of those things where you kind of like you just gotta change the times. And also too, Lakita, I know many uh, pundits and big time experts talk about this. Uh, you need a Duke of North Carolina to be really good for teams to shoot after. But I think me personally, especially these last couple of years, we've seen it, Lakina. Even during the COVID season, mm-hmm. a couple, uh, which even though it, the tournament got canceled, but I like the way pa- uh, a parody is. Like you said, in our in our IL rule is going to change a whole lot of that as well. I think parody is a good thing for college basketball. You don't need to see the same three or four teams all the time. I know people talk about it from a TV executive position. You need those big teams to sell the product, but I like that you have. Uh, 10 to 15 teams that can legitimately win it. Now, uh, does it help that none of those teams make big power teams make the uh, final four? No, it doesn't. But you you like to see a, a true Cinderella story. And that's what March Madness is all about. And all, and all sorts, of, sorts of stuff out in the end, though, it feels like. I think you get, you get like the two or three or maybe all four teams in the final four where, okay, you know what? I you know what, I figured that these two, this team would go to the final four earlier than mm-hmm. here. So, yeah, it, it actually also, it all works out. Look, Notre, look, Notre Dame is like right there behind Duke and the ACC. I don't think anybody knows that, but they're like, like one game back of Duke and the, and the ACC. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think anybody had that. But, yeah, I mean. Look, it's sort of one of those things where things are kind of spread out. I think, like I said, the, like we were saying, the NIL stuff, all those days sort of, you know, have kind of changed the game. It kind of like guys are saying, you know what, if I – and girls too, we got to give you know, the ladies a, mm-hmm. shout, a shout as well. Uh, I mean, look, like I said, the Tennessee, I know they lost their leads. On the women's side, they lost their leading score. But I think it, women's college basketball is better with Tennessee. They're right there. I know Paige Becker's from UConn. They, she should be coming back soon. I think they need her because they've been struggling a little bit without her. And you know South Carolina and Don Staley, what she's done with that program. So yeah, I think look, it's always it's great to see that we're seeing like non-traditional uh, powers, you know, get 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 right there in the hoops. So and I think, like I said, it, it, I think it makes college basketball better. I think it makes the product better. I feel like we had to towel off Lakina and take our two and two break. When we return, we'll wrap up today's show, including news about the NFL and possible more games on different days. And could we also see a possible boycott? We'll get into that and a whole lot more. You listen to the President's Day edition, the Monday edition of Second City Sports. I'm Sid. That's Lakina. You're listening to Sports Zone Chicago. AutomotiveMap.com presents the Sports Flash, powered by the Score app on 1330 and 95.9 Sports Zone Chicago. Men's basketball this weekend, 12th-ranked Illinois, won at number 19 Michigan State, 79-74. Jacob Grandison with 24 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 assists. The Illini now 19-7 on the year and 12-4 in the Big Ten. Northwestern lost at Minnesota, 77-60. Pete Nance with 18 points in the loss as the Wildcats dropped to 5-11 in the Big Ten, 12-13 overall. The Blackhawks fell to the Florida Panthers yesterday, 5 to two, the third straight loss for the Chicago Blackhawks. Chicago is back home 
on Thursday when they play host to the New Jersey Devils. Bulls are back home Thursday to host Atlanta. Download the Score app today. Lightning fast sports alerts so you never miss a thing. I'm John Thayer on 1330 and 95.9 Sports Zone Chicago. For your consideration, the most exciting debut of the season, unlike anything you've ever seen. It's the new Staples Connect Store. Critics call it jaw-dropping. Victoria Adams of Retail Review says, I laughed, I cried, I redesigned my logo and bought an Xbox. Staples Connect has it all. New small business services, innovative tools to work and learn from anywhere. It will change the way you think about Staples. Staples Connect, now open at 5665 West Wilshire, one block east of the La Brea Tar Pits. Learn more at staplesconnect.com slash LA. Technologies President's Day business sale has arrived. For a limited time, save up to 45% on all our latest gear to work from anywhere with fast free shipping. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business, so now's the time for incredible savings on PCs along with servers, monitors, and docks, all with free shipping and quick installation and setup through Dell Installation Services. Get started by shopping online or contacting your Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. Again, the number to call is 877-ASK-DELL. Welcome back to Second City Sports, the Monday edition, the AKA President's Day edition of the program, right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We're live in the Living Color. I'm Sid That's Lakina. This is our last segment of the show in our last segment for uh, today, the Monday edition. Lakina, the NFL continues to make news, and <laughs> what we heard this morning mm-hmm. and last night is not too surprising. It comes to us courtesy of ESPN.com's Dan Graziano. Um, a potential boycott with the NFL Combine coming up. Here's what we'll just read part of the article, what it says. With the NFL scouting combine set to begin next week in Indianapolis, a group of player agents is threatening to organize a boycott of key elements of the annual event if it's concerns about a COVID-19 quote-unquote bubble for prospects not addressed, sources told ESPN. The NFL sent a memo last week to draft prospects and their agents outlining rules for the combine, including a bubble that will keep prospects from interacting with their personal trainers, doctors, nutritionists, and agents while in Indianapolis. A group of agents representing more than 150 of the 324 invited prospects has pushed back, saying it will hold its players out of combine drills and interviews if the league does not relent those plans. Those players would, if the boycott is implemented, participate only in the medical evaluations at the combine. They would do so. They would do their combine drills at their individual pro days instead of in Indianapolis. As of Sunday night, agents in the NFL were discussing the concerns in an attempt to avoid the announcement of the boycott, which the agents involved were tentatively planning for Monday, according to sources close to, to the situation. On Sunday, the NFLPA issued a memo to player agents in support of the idea of players skipping the combine, an event they described as quote-unquote antiquated and whose existence the union has long opposed. Lakina, what's your thoughts about all this? I'm trying to figure out like what's uh, what's the what is sort of the, the this fight about? Are there is it because that they don't want the NFL doesn't want coaches there? Is that why they want you know this the whole thing about a boycott, or is it just you know maybe? They want to open it up a little bit to perhaps maybe coaches and family members, which I which I don't understand why would you want your family member at the combine? But I'm I'm trying to figure out like what exactly is it all are they fighting about? I've heard about it, but I'm just sort of like what what what's what's what are we doing here? 
But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm sure they'll figure. I'm sure they'll figure it out. I I don't think we're gonna see oh a boycott now, especially if it's one like the top players, the top you know draft prospects. We don't know like you know these particular agencies and who they represent, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna meet in the middle, and I think you know there's gonna they're still gonna you know look they're still they still may limit, but they may say okay you may bring like maybe one person, one you know maybe one coach or trainer or whatever, and then maybe just go from there. But I don't think it's gonna be a full on boycott, but that's just me. I want to see Rich Eisen run the 40 like he does every year. We didn't get it last year or the year before, I don't think. <laughs> I just want to see him run in the combine. Rich Eisen of the Rich Eisen Show on Peacock. And, of course, he is an NFL uh, host on NFL Network, NFL Game. I just want to see Rich Eisen uh, run the combine. <laughs> Oh gosh, that's so silly. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so yeah, so I'm, I'm sure they'll figure it out. Like I said, I did think it's just sort of kind of silly that you know this is what they're. Uh, do they even know what they're fighting about? Is it because that they don't they want to limit how many people can come to the combine, you know, or something? So I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what what all this is about. Like I'm, I'm mm-hmm. kind of. I, what 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 is this? But you know, I, I don't know. But who, who knows? But like I said, they'll they'll figure it out. I'm, I'm sure it won't be like mm-hmm. a boycott. Of, yeah, because they need they need the buzz. The combine does, and if it needs the mm-hmm. buzz, especially with the combine, if you have some of your top draft prospects not there, that's not a good look. So I'm sure they'll they'll figure it out. I'm sure they'll you know, much especially with a boycott. That's not happening. yeah, and you know, it's a whole lot of money made off this this event of course yep. televising it almost twenty four seven on NFL mm-hmm. Network. So, like you said, they should come up with a uh, resolution of some sorts. We'll keep you abreast of this situation right here on Second City Sports or Sports Zone Chicago. Lakina, the NFL continues to make more news. This comes to us from our good friends at Awful Announcing. With the NFL schedule being finalized ahead of its traditional spring release, networks are currently lobbying hard for various concessions and perks. That happens every year, of course, and John Orland, Orland um, had a mm-hmm. column on the Sports Business Journal. Check it out. Uh, Google that. Uh, detailing which perks and changes uh, various networks and outlets are pushing for. There's plenty of interesting information out there, but the bottom line is that um, Amazon, which will take over the Thursday night coverage for next season, uh, one year, uh, the, they're taking over the year that uh, Fox got out of that deal a year early because it was a, technically a five-year deal. But Amazon will take over the Thursday night package for next season, and they are pushing for an exclusive Friday, Black Friday game. The online retail streaming entertainment um, network is already uh, taking over Thursday, as we just mentioned, and clearly has an eye out to uh, b- do Friday, uh, Black Friday um, game. Lakina, I know um, NFL is number one in the United States, okay, <laughs> followed by NBA at, at number two. But Lakina, I know that we get three games um, uh, on Thanksgiving Day. Mm-hmm. Do we really need a fourth? <laughs> really? Really? Oh, that's why that's why I don't think this could happen. And plus to have it on Amazon, there's only what like a couple of like what three or four million people who have Amazon. My sister's one of those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's not happening. And look, there's already some people are saying that maybe you know that they may do a Super Bowl at some point with Amazon. Did you see those rays for last Sunday's Super Bowl, folks? That's not happening. So for mm-hmm. you know, that's not happening, at least not anytime soon. It's like under twelve Friday. million people watch the Super Bowl combined streaming and television. Nine like hundred, like a little over a hundred, just under a hundred watching it on television. So mm-hmm. that's not gonna happen. They're not gonna walk out on that. And so I think I'm sure the NFL probably just looked at them and said, uh, what dude, you gotta get out of here with that. Uh, <laughs> you know, Amazon, look, we gave the Thursday night pack because no none of the other uh, networks want it. So you know, just just be happy with that. And, and, and look, I think 
it's just silly that they would actually, especially with Black Friday, that's, you know, people are at home, you know, from school and such. So it's just. And doing their shopping. So yeah, shopping, you know, whether they have it online or on, you know, you know, or outside. So yeah, they're, they're not going to do that. No, no. And look, there are already players that are not happy with, you know, playing on Black Friday too. So no, 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 they're not going to do that. I agree with you there. Let's go back home, Lakina. Let's get into that hockey. Of course, the Blackhawks are struggling. Let's do that hockey. Yeah. <laughs> the Blackhawks are struggling this uh, this season, of course. The trading deadline is coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, I think Mark Andre Fleury, the goalie for the Blackhawks, I think he'll be uh, being he'll be shipped off somewhere. But that's not the main story. The main story came out earlier today. Uh, Bobby Hall, the Hockey Hall of Fame legend, the Blackhawks mm-hmm. legend from the 60s and the 70s early 70s. Uh, he will not be uh, a part of the Blackhawks organization any longer. The 83-year-old was um, was told that he will no longer be used as an ambassador. Of course, uh, he was part of that renaissance in terms of the marketing uh, aspect of it uh, with him, the late Stan McKenna, and now the late Tony Esposito and Dennis Savard. They were a part of the push uh, a decade ago uh, to get the Blackhawks back on the minds of hockey fans in Chicago and across the country. Of course, that team started winning, of course, which led to three Stanley Cups. Of course, uh, the stories are now coming out that that Bobby Hull was notified back in November that his services will no longer be needed. Of course, now uh, with the whole Kyle Beach situation and, of course, what uh, Rocky Words did at the press conference right before the All-Star break, uh, uh, Lakina, uh, this franchise cannot do any more damage, or can they to get out of their own way? It's sort of one of those things where, you know, Bobby they got rid of Bobby Hall, though Dennis Savard and Chris Chelios will still be doing mm-hmm. their, you know, doing their uh, ambassadorship duties. And, you know, the, the product on the field and on the on the ice, I mean, it's just that's not helping either. And, you know, mm-hmm. everything. And now there's another lawsuit, pending lawsuit, you know, that's been filed to, I guess, like two or three other, you know, others are saying the same thing that, you know, that that equipment manager in question. Uh, you know, did the same thing to them, but yeah, it's like, oh boy, like I think you're just, you know, hoping and praying that, you know, they just end the season, you know, and we'll see. I mean, I think what Washington, I heard that, you know, that's what, you know, Flurry, they want to, uh, you know, trade him to, you know, Washington, you know, the Capitals, mm-hmm. even though they have them with the best records, you know, the goalie is, is a pretty big issue. So, yeah, I, I mean, it's just like, and also to a Pat Foley, the way they're treating him in his last yeah. year. And got, look, look, all those folks are great. You know, the folks that got him, you know, subbing and such. But mm-hmm. we had one of them on. Um, Jason Ross. Jason yeah. Ross. You got Chris Vosser is doing a great job. Mike Monaco, who's done, who's done a really good job. I think he did the game yesterday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, against Florida, of course. You know, sadly, you know, the, the Black Cross lost. I came to Florida against the Panthers. So they got a lot of great talent. You, of course, you got Kaylee Chelios and, and such. You know, Kobe Cole, Cohen, who's done a great job, you know. With their social media and they also tweet a former hockey player and a former Blackhawks, so that helps too. And look, they've got you know some great you know young talent coming in, and, mm-hmm. I, and I think that's what they want. I think they want like a younger, and that's the wrong, and that's the wrong that either having like younger talent there. But yeah, it's sort of one of those things where I think you know it'll be just it'll be interesting to see who they get as their GM. I know they've I know they've interviewed mm-hmm. like various guys as their GM. It'll be interesting to see who they who they pick because I think you know once they start that, I think once. Hopefully, you know, everything else will sort of kind of fall into place and mm-hmm. maybe they can kind of turn the corner and kind of, you know, come back to sort of being that the Blackhawks are becoming an afterthought right now. Yeah. Once, you know, at one time, they were kind of like the big story and, you know, people were going to games and such, you know, people were watching them on television, on NBC Sports Chicago. That's not the case anymore. Yeah. If you see, the, if you saw, if you heard the crowds at the, at the UC yesterday, 
I mean, look, uh, Patrick Kane had like a nice, you know, like, you know, goal from like, I think like from the other side, like the right side of the, uh, the ice there, but you know, there wasn't a lot of people, there were a lot of people there. So that's another thing, but yeah, mm-hmm. they're going to need to, it all starts you know, at the top and, you know, hopefully once they get a GM who's no nonsense, who can kind of help sort of, you know, mitigate, you know, and not get caught up in the minutia of everything. And hopefully mm-hmm. this will be the start of something that made the, the Hawks and turn around. Yeah, with the product on the ice, and then with, like you said, with those issues off the ice, uh, the, the, we said it before. This franchise needs an overhaul, and so it's going to take some time. But this uh, face that this franchise uh, desperately needs. You're listening to Second City Sports wrapping up uh, today's show right here on Sports Hill Chicago Live in the Living Color City. Lakina here with you. Lakina, today is uh, President's Day, correct? Mm-hmm. Let's go to the MLB lockout. Of course, one week from today, as a uh, the owners have said uh, baseball wants uh, the players to uh, come to an agreement by this time next week. I think mm-hmm. they can still get a, get a deal done by next Friday, which is, I believe, the 4th of March. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, uh, players and owners are meeting in Florida as we speak. Lakina, do you, do you really think that the players will give in some to get a uh-huh. deal done or will you think they'll hold their ground? Because as we said before, they don't get paid until the season starts. So right now uh, uh, the urgency is uh, some people say is not there, but I know uh, uh, the reports came out on the weekend saying that uh, very important people from both sides are flying down to Florida, have flown down to Florida as we speak yeah. in, in meeting. I still think it's something's going to get done. I don't think it's going to be by this time next Monday, but I think they'll get something done. I, I mean, it'll be. I hope so. I think a lot of people. You're kind of getting to that down to the wire here because you're supposed to be doing spring training and such. As yeah, this speak, is going so. to the second week of spring yeah, training is supposed yeah. to take place, and they, yeah, and they're going to announce that uh, sometime probably later this week that the second week of spring training is going to be postponed or whatever, and, and give a revised uh, spring training schedule. Assume they'll they'll reach an agreement by this time next week. Yeah, let's hope so. I think it'll be interesting to see if they can kind of get to the agreement because, like I said, you're you're getting to baseball sort of starting to become like that afterthought too. So mm-hmm. with the NFL and the NBA and March Madness starting in a couple of weeks, I think look, you just gotta be you able know, try to roll with the punches and see. I look, I'm sure you know, the players will probably have their own uh, their own proposal. So in mm-hmm. hopes that maybe you know maybe you know the owners will bite. Maybe they can come to some middle ground. But I think at this point, who knows? But yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, what they do there. And uh, it, it's going to be kind of like interesting. Can they make an agreement before the, the before the end of the month? In the month of next next week, folks. So if they don't do that you know, by the end of this week, I mean, we may get some have some games that are canceled. Yeah, I think it's a uh, you need to have a deadline, but I don't think it's going to be February 28th. I know that's what they said publicly, but as I said before, I think they can get this thing done by this time next Friday, which is the 3rd of March, I believe, 4th, uh, mm-hmm. March 4th. Mm-hmm. So I think you'll have a deal done by then. If you don't, like you said, the regular season's in trouble. Uh, I always I always propose this, Lakina, throughout the years. I want to get your thoughts on this. Remember back in 1995, they started the season mid to late April because of the string along from the 94 strike. They mm-hmm. had a 145 game season. Yep. Let's be real. I think, you know, all the TV deals are renewed, I believe, with ESPN and Turner mm-hmm. and Fox, of course, yep. the home of the World Series. But I already said this. You play a 145-game season, and then, uh, uh, of course, I believe you're going to get an extra round of playoffs, I believe, starting this season, whenever they come to an agreement. I said this, Lakina, the way the schedule is right now with 162, 
you're going into the first, perhaps the second week of November. Lakina, the way things are going right now, you're not going to start the regular season in mid-March. It's too cold, especially at this part of the country where you're broadcasting from, especially here in Chicago. But you cut down the schedule to 145 games. You can start the playoffs the last week of September, and you could end exactly uh, at the end of October. Right now, the way they're going, playing 162 games plus an extra round of playoffs, or however they come up with that, you're going to almost Thanksgiving time, and you're not going to mess with the NFL. You're not. Oh, well, no, you're not. And we saw what happened last year. So I, I think it's going to be mm-hmm. one of those things where you hope that maybe they'll figure that part out and say, hey, you know what? It still snows in some parts of the country. And it's, it's still cold in some areas. No one wants to play baseball in the cold and the snow. That's why you have spring training in Arizona and Florida. So mm-hmm. hopefully they can get to, you know, I would say maybe actually it's really even, even shorter, have like maybe 100 games. So that way, you know, you can you do your you do the like, two trips to interleague and such. You can play a lot of your divisional opponents, and that says they won't do that because that's not that's not there's too much money at stake apparently. Exactly. So it's like then they, they won't do that. And I mean, you know, common sense would say that hey, the 15 games, you know, sure, 145. That's a although I'm sure that's kind of an odd number. So I don't know if they're gonna do that. You know, maybe 140. So that's you got a nice round number there. But yeah, I mean, I've said before that the baseball season is too long the regular season. And mm-hmm. like you said, you're going to like almost like a veteran's day as to the season's over with. So I, I would think that maybe if you're, you're smart, which you're, who knows what the baseball state, they've determined they're not very <laughs> smart. So I would say just, you know, just try and do it that way. But look, I'm look, I'm more about, I'm more about the minor leaguers and what they go through and, you know, not mm-hmm. being paid a lot. And then such. So, so I think that's another, they're not unionized they either. Yeah. They need to, they need to unionize and sort of try to maybe get some, get, you know, better conditions and such, you know, mm-hmm. hotel places, hotel rooms and things like that. So that's nothing they got to figure out. And also too, with the vaccine situation, we talked about last week, Lakina, uh, though these organizations, uh, uh, even though the restrictions are starting to get lifted uh, in parts of the uh, country, uh, the, those teams are going to threaten them like, oh, okay, we'll trade you somewhere else or you'll get released. Uh, you, if this is your dream. If this is your dream to make it to the big leagues, you'll take this vaccine. So we'll see what happens with that uh, uh, with that uh, situation with the minor leaguers. Like, you know, I already said this back to the scheduling part. If you have 145 games, how are you going to make up the 15 games that are lost? Simple. Uh, with the extra round of playoffs, mm-hmm. could it be like the divisional round? We have now the best of five. And, and, of course, we all know that baseball is, is supposed to have a, a, a separate stream as far as making money. So uh, mm-hmm. how, how uh, what other ideas and other avenues of income can they make up if they ever went to 145-game uh, schedule for all teams? Yeah, I think that's going to be a thing. They're going to have to figure that out, too. And hopefully they will. So they probably will. I think Brian Medford needs to go as commissioner. They need to get a new commissioner, but that's a whole, again, it's a whole nother conversation. So uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. You're listening to Second City Sports on Sports Zone Chicago. As we got a few minutes left along with Sydney Brown. I'm Lakina McGee. And we got some big news here from uh, ESPN Chicago. They have announced who is the, uh, God rest his soul, Jeff Dickerson's new replacement going to be for covering Bears games. And it's a familiar face to people who, if you follow the ESPN NFL, it'll be Chicago's real Courtney Cronin. She wrote a, a very nice uh, tribute saying goodbye because she had been covering the Vikings the last five mm-hmm. years. She was actually, uh, you know, you know, JD was actually a mentor of hers. So, you know, she, I'm sure you'll be here. You'll be. She's great. You know, hosting shows. We've I've seen her on ESPN radio hosting shows. Shows. So I'm sure they'll give her mm-hmm. the opportunity to do it here in Chicago for ESPN 1000 and such. So I, I think if you're, I think JD's sort of smiling down. You know, saying, okay, yeah, you made the right, you guys mm-hmm. made the right choice. So and she's terrific. So I'm sure, I'm sure Chicago, Chicago was probably already know her already. 
you know, if you if you, if you listen to her on you know on uh, ESPN Radio, and also too, if you read her work on ESPN, you mm-hmm. know, ESPN.com, ESPNFL.com. So Courtney Cronin will be the new uh, Bears uh, reporter for ESPN Chicago. Yeah, congratulations to her. She does great work, and I uh, expect her to do the same here in Chicago. So congratulations to her once again. All right, so uh, we still got like, like eight, eight minutes left. <laughs> you can tell. Look, you can tell that you know things are kind of you know. I don't want to say dead for this time of year, but look, I've uh, you know uh, shout out to I guess you know uh, Bubba Wallace who was just just edged out of way the Daytona 500 um, on Sunday. Of course, you know people were wondering whether or not Michael Jordan. Of course, he races for Michael Jordan and Denny Hamlin's Hamlin's, mm-hmm. Hamlin's team. You know there was word that maybe not MJ wouldn't make it to the ceremony. He did. You know the NBA 75 ceremony. He did. He made it to the ceremony, and um, you know Cedric, you know at 23, you know now the second youngest to win the uh, the Daytona 500, and you know, and unfortunately NASCAR has kind of become like an afterthought. It's it's kind of becoming right there with with um, you probably say the NHL, you know, where it's kind of becoming like a footnote, unfortunately. So yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, it is just you know, congrats to him. You know, also you know, a Penske team. I think it's like the twelfth time that a Penske, a Penske car has won the five hundred. So uh, yeah, so NASCAR is kind of becoming an afterthought at this point. But you know, again, it's still a big race, so got to give them a shout out. Also, to the XFL, I guess we'll find the NFL uh, the pitcher dish as part of their deal. I guess it's not going to be a developmental league. I guess if you can say it that way. But I guess mm-hmm. you know they're kind of going to use like the same. You know, uh, I guess their partnership. I guess. You know, the same sponsorships and whatnot. And they'll, yeah, and the room, the rocks a part of this too. So, yeah, I think he probably mm-hmm. played a part in this, you know, this whole thing, whole new partnership between the two of them. So, that's why he was yelling at the Super Bowl last week. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 I guess this had a lot to do with it. So, uh, they have a pack there now. So, you know, maybe you know, they'll use the same, like, you know, same, you know, I guess they'll be using the same, like, trainers and such. So, I guess to get it, you know, top notch. But, you know, I guess, you know, health and safety and such. So, they're going to help mm-hmm. him out there. But, yeah, I guess this is a nice move for both sides, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting with the NFL up with the XFL because remember they uh, XFL uh, was up operating the first time it was it was ran by Vince McMahon. They were anti-NFL, anti-NFL. Of course, NFL took some elements from the old XFL, including mm-hmm. those over-the-head robotic cameras, which they still use to this day. Yep. Uh, remember NFL Bureau back in the 90s, Lakina? Ah, uh, yes, yes. That was, I'm not going to say it was the world's greatest football, but it was very interesting. Of course, Kurt Warner, now Hall of Famer, uh, came out of that, uh, that league. Of course, all the notable players came out of that, uh, that league as well. I don't think the XFL is going to turn into the NFL Europe, but it's going to be interesting what the NFL does if they're trying to meddle in the XFL's business, talking about how the style of football is supposed to be played. And also, too, they're actually going to be playing games in Europe next year and in Germany. Next year, we got the mm-hmm. you know, London series. Now they're going to be playing in uh, Germany. Have this, I, they, I, I think, you know, this almost said maybe, you know, Hamburg, maybe, maybe Munich, you know, maybe mm-hmm. Dusseldorf, where they had some of those NFL Europe teams. It's because they got the stadiums for those. So we'll see. I mean, it should be interesting to see what they do there. But yeah, it's interesting that they are doing this partnership. I guess, you know, The Rock probably realized he's a pretty smart guy. I think he probably realized that this is probably maybe good for business. So yeah, I'm thinking of partnering up with the NFLs. Probably is this probably a smart thing to do. I think if you're him, so you know, if it's not. I might not. Still might not watch it, but you know, I'm, I'm glad <laughs> that that's an option. I'm glad they're doing it. Sort of health and you know, health and safety and those type of things. So you know, which is always you know, a good thing to look out for. So it's it, it's it's cool. I'm fine with it. All right, last topic for today before we call it quits, Lakina. I've been hearing a whole lot about this show. 
Uh, it's streaming on Peacock, and it's called Bel Air. It's supposed to be the dramedy version of the Fresh Prince Bel Air. Of course, that comedy uh, from the 90s with Will Smith, Tatiana Ali, Karen Parsons, and that whole crew. R.I.P. James Avery, a.k.a. Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. I heard a lot of good reviews on this. I know I believe the first three episodes are up. I know the new ep- uh, new episode streams every Thursday. Have you checked it out yet? I'm not going to, because I think that you know, if you're gonna, if you want to do a completely different version of it, there okay. there are various versions of this show already. You got All American on the CW. You, of course, you've had the OC, so it's sort of like the same thing of it. So I think, look, if you're gonna, if you want to like do something different, do something different. Don't try to copy and try to use the original version of Bel Air. I've heard some people say that you know what, I don't want to watch it. They try to make it a dramedy. It's sort of like. Now you know what it's it's you know the reboots are becoming like too it's becoming like you know, too out of hand at this point so I'm kind of over reboots for the most part unless there's some other good ones that that can deserve mm-hmm. reboots but yeah I'm not gonna check it out now unless unless you want to you can tell me but I'm not gonna watch okay. it I think I might check it out because like you said things are slow in terms of basketball this week they won't restart until Thursday uh, I had some inklings of checking out. Uh, checking it out. I think I'll check out an episode or two. I'll, if, if and when I do, I'll let you guys know my honest review of it. If if I think it's good, I'll let you know. If not, I'll trash it. So we'll see what happens with that. I was thinking about checking it out this week. So at least the beginning of this week is slow uh, sports-wise outside of college basketball. Yeah, I got, I got other shows that I can. I need to stream and I need to catch up on too. So And that's not one of them. So I'm glad. Okay. Look, I'm glad it's there. Look, I, look, it's always great to see like you know black people working you know, work full behind the scenes. Here, of course. Here's the thing. Here's the thing though with me. I'm not gonna support a show because it's you know black or Hispanic or whatever. If your show is good, I will tune in. Or if I'm not, or if I'm interested in your show, I will tune in. I'm not gonna be one of those. Oh, I'm gonna watch this just because you know it's a black. No, because there have been some black, some bad shows that have been terrible of all races. So I'm not even gonna. You know, no, sorry, not happening. So y'all can yell at me if y'all want to. You know, I'll send y'all right back. <laughs> and I concur. My drop. On that note, it's been another great episode of Second City Sports, the Monday edition right here on Sports Zone Chicago. Happy President's Day if you have the day off, whether it's school or work or what have you. I'm Sydney Brown, along with Miss Lakina McGee. Uh, it's been another great episode, Lakina. Uh, we had the All-Star Game which wrapped up last night. Of course, the NBA won't, will not return until Thursday as they are enjoying uh, their time off. Of course, we have college basketball to look forward to this week. Of course, hockey still going on. The Olympics are over with now. The Winter Olympics, we didn't mention that until just now. So the Winter Olympics are over with. So uh, as things are slowing down a bit uh, uh, in the sports world, but the NBA, as I mentioned, they'll resume action on Thursday. Uh, well, speaking of the Olympics, I will give a shout out to a black woman who has accomplished a lot. Alana Miles Taylor, who is a bobsledder who won the silver in the uh, Erica Miles Taylor. I think that's how I got her name uh, mixed up there. But uh, she won the silver in the uh, mono, mono bob, which is basically single woman bobsled. For those of you who are wondering, I don't know why they... Hmm. Excuse me, I don't know why they did make the whole thing about you know a, a fancy name for it. It's basically one person bombs. That's basically what it is. Elena Miles Taylor. She's now she won uh, the bronze in as a, a break woman in the uh, two women bobsled. She's now won five uh, medals. She's won two silver and three bronze medals. She is now the most decorated ath- you know, black you know athlete, male or female, in Olympic history, Winter Olympic history, I should say. So mm-hmm. you know, Elena Miles Taylor, you know. That's what's up, and you know she's doing her thing, still in her you know third Olympics. 
and you know winning medals as us. You know she should be getting some love right now. So also Erin Jackson too. Don't forget her winning to become the first black woman to win an individual gold medal in a speed skating. In case you guys missed it, we talked about it uh, last week. But yeah, so you know we're kicking. You know we're you know there you go. So ha, there's your black oh. history fact. FYI. Yes. Oh, Lakina, one more item before we go. Thank goodness you just reminded me. Um, we are saluting, this is still Black History Month. We're still saluting our great entertainers slash singers who make contributions uh, to uh, society and the world at large. Today, we'll do it real quick. The Gap Band. This is the Gap oh, yes. Band 4 album from the year 1982. I know one of the brothers passed away uh, mm -hmm. a few years ago, but that's Charlie Wilson on the yep. front cover there. For those of you watching, of course, if you're listening back on our replay, this is the Gap uh, at Gap Band album number four. Of course, they're from uh, uh, from the state of Oklahoma. Real quick, they had some hits on this album early in the morning. Classic. Yes. Yeah, uh, Seasons, no reasons to change. Lovely like me. Outstanding. Girl, you knock me out. That's been sampled many times by mm -hmm. hip hop artists, yes, including Ashanti. Stay mm -hmm, with me. Yep. You dropped a bomb on me. For One folks, history lesson. That is not a love song. It is a tribute to nope. the city of oh, Tulsa, no. Oklahoma, uh, with the Black the Wall Street there, yeah. uh, incident yeah. back in 1921. Go look it up. Yeah, I can't uh, get get over they're, you they're, and yeah, take yeah, it yeah, back. They're from, yeah, they're from Tulsa originally, for those of you who don't know. So that was a mm -hmm. tribute song to do with that dark moment in history. You know, look it yeah. up, like you said. So go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, our uh, we're paying tribute to Charlie Wilson in the Gap Band today. This is a Gap Band uh, four album from the year 1982. If you can see it real closely, Keener, uh, yep. I know this. We are broadcasting from Chicago. You see the label Metro Music. Remember yes. that store? Aha, you grew Metro up in the Chicago oh, area gosh. back in the day. <laughs> oh, good lord! The old Metro yep. Music store. Oh gosh. Yeah, like, the, it was one that I lived near. It was on the. Uh, uh, 103rd in Calumet. I know they had one on 87th Street just off of Stony Island. I forgot the third location, but that's just right before Blockbuster Video. So yep. those were great that times. Was. And real quick, you can make it, uh, even though the Gap Band, they dominated the uh, majority of the 80s with the whole funk era and everything, you can make an argument that Charlie Wilson, who's now solo, he's having a better career than he did when he was with the Gap Band. And the Gap Band was very popular back then. Yeah, he has his share of his too. I think he's won a couple of Grammys too, I believe. So yes, uh, Ronnie Wilson, who you know, his brother passed away uh, yes. last November. So for those of you who are wondering, which there were three, there because the three of them, but yeah, he's unfortunately no longer with us. But you know, Charlie's still doing his thing, and you know, like I said, I think he's won Grammys in recent years. So mm -hmm. he's still kicking butt. He's got to be like seventy-one or something like that. He's got to be even younger than seventy-one. He's still kicking butt. So yeah, the you know, look, you, you guys have probably heard it sampled. All their songs have mm -hmm. been sampled. Like I said, "Drop the Bomb on Me" is one of my favorites. Yes. So that that's one of my favorite uh, hits of theirs. Uh, uh, I'm gonna get do 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 do. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll say yeah. You got to pay royalties for that. Uh, early in the morning, <laughs> another, another another favorite of mine. I think that was a top. Uh, I think the "Drop the Bomb on Me" I think was like a top five hit. I think early mm -hmm. in the morning was like a top ten hit in the pop charts too. Of course, you know, it was number one in the R and B charts. But mm -hmm. yeah, so they kind of changed the way, like you know. Putting big band and you know hip hop, hip you know big band and R and B, putting that together, we were actually one of the mm -hmm. first guys to do that. So, yeah. So we pay tribute today to Charlie Wilson and the Gap Band. Lakina, close us out. You can follow me at Keena McGee on the Twitter and at Keena's McGee on the IG. You can follow yours truly, Sydney Brown, on the Twitter and the IG at CK80. Once again, at CK80, S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0, S-I-D-K-I-D-A-0. Make sure you download that Sports on Chicago app. Make sure you follow Sports on Chicago on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And you can 
Follow us on the podcast version at War on Anchor. And you can follow War Media, a.k.a. Uh, WARR Media on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you very much in advance for your support. Like, share, subscribe, and tell your friends. Make sure you tune into Second City Sports live at 11 Color every Monday, every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Sports Zone Chicago. One more again, as you young folks would say. Sports Zone Chicago, Second City Sports, every Monday, every Friday, noon to 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. We're live in Living Color right here on Sports Zone Chicago. And you'll be listening to us on another platform as well, but we're not going to tell you just yet because, you know, we're still in the planning stages, but that's on the teaser for you guys. Yes, we love giving out teasers around here. For Lakina, I'm Sid. This is, has been Second City Sports right here on Sports Zone Chicago. We will talk to you again on Friday. All right. All right, wash your hands, you know, and get va- if you're not going to get vaccinated, make sure you guys wash your hands, wear your masks, and be good to each other. And as Sid says, this is the Second State Sports on Sports on Chicago, and we'll see you Friday. Holla! <laughs>